The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This podcast is powered by SportStrength. Your digital water cooler. The fucking nerve of some of y'all, man. The goddamn nerve. Man. It's happening, y'all. Hell, let's put the rappers on a fucking t-shirt. That's how it's supposed to look. That, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed to look. They put these boys on a fucking t-shirt. I'ma let some more. I'ma let some more get in here before I get started, man. But some of y'all disgust me. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I got a spot. Sports drink. What's happening? I'm supposed to say nice things about you. Sports drink. What's good, man? Um, but now that we got that out the way. The fucking nerve of y'all for questioning this man, Christian James McCullough, man. I, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't understand it. I, like, I'm getting these screenshots sent to me about how many points Josh, Josh Hart had in Portland. And yo, bro, shout out, shout out to Josh. We love Josh. You know what I'm saying? They got another win tonight. That's great. I, it's, it's beautiful. Ain't nobody fucking double teaming Josh Hart. Okay, let's just, let's just put that out here. Okay, <laughs> ain't nobody double teaming Norman Powell. Ain't nobody blitzing Norman Powell at the top of the key, man. Ain't nobody changing up they they whole fucking defensive plan because because Norman Powell or whoever the hell else that the people might have wanted instead of him. Okay, you know, outside of De'Aaron Fox, ain't nobody. What are we talking about? What what are we doing? Like 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 how can like this man had twenty three points, but he created so many shots for others just being just breathing on the floor. Like we gotta we gotta really watch these games, man. Like shout out to um you know to Josh and the kill. This shit just different. Okay. It, it's just different. It's different watching a watching a guard being able to dribble the ball for <laughs> three straight possessions again and be able to make plays happen all over the floor. Cause Drew could dribble, Drew could Drew could create his own shot as well, but he wasn't a shooter, CJ is. It's a little different. Just is. He didn't have to complete, you know, like the 100% back The CJ is fucking different. And I really wanted people to understand that. And now I feel like they do. But it's still some people that, you know I me mean, that deserve some shade because, like, how fucking dare you, man? Like, dog, I, I've been here too long watching these motherfuckers to not, to, like, to, to not witness this and be like, yo, Brandon fucking Ingram had 10 points today, bro. 10 fucking points. 10 points. There's a man on my timeline right now, okay, with like with like four degrees that is upset because he just knew B.I. was going to get 20. He's pissed. <laughs> he say, he say B.I. B. not scoring 20 cost him $1,100. You know what I mean? Hey, the motherfucker scored 10 points, bro, and they beat the shit out of the Toronto Raptors. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of reason to go in, you know, big lineup, Jonas down, you know, Jonas had a really good game. Um, Jackson came in and had a good game. The, the bigger team, the bigger team did what they were supposed to do. Herb could have played center for Toronto if they wanted to. 
that's just the lineup that they, you know, that they run with. They don't, they don't come out with centers, and that's cool. So they was food, as they were supposed to be. So um, it's a lot of a lot of elements of this game to, um, you know, to get into. Five, my dog, starring the making. Um, can can we? Can we get this? Can we get this CJ McCollum rant off real quick? Can we? Can we just like, you know what I'm saying? Like what? What? Like what? What are we? T- I know it's only it's only a few games, bro. But he just dropped 36. He dropped 23 on nine to 13 shooting today, and most of them are jump shots. He's that. Like he's that, bro. He's like that, and he's gonna age like Christopher Paul, man. That's what Christian James McCollum's going to do. Ain't no athleticism, ain't no dunking, ain't no, ain't no switching hands in the air, ain't none of that shit. It's all old man game. And you, and if you hoot, you didn't seen a man like CJ. Might be 40 years old, you like, how, how he keeps scoring? Because he got footwork. Okay. He practiced this shit over and over and over again. It's different. Five, what's happening, man? Man, what's up, bro? Look, listen, listen. This nigga CJ is a killer. Like, not like an average killer. This nigga is a killer killer. Shout out to my man, uh, Mike, man. We went to high school together. I saw that boy at the game. If you in here, man, shout out to you, bro. Who, who the uh, fuck is Mike, five? Who, man, who? hey, bro. Look, <laughs> who is out, Mike? Hey, bro, this man in high school had a jumper. White cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was like a freshman, I was like, yo, this is the best jumper I've ever seen in my life. You leave him open, it's water. But back to CJ, man, this cat is a killer, bro. It ain't even like that That transition three he he pulled. He didn't have to do that. He did it on purpose. Like, he, he wanted that run. Like, you know what I'm saying? You remember, like, the last game, we kept missing them shits? He wasn't missing that shit tonight. Like, it, like, like if you left him open, bro, you was going to have to pay for that. We ain't seen this before. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad, I'm glad to see it on my team, bro. We had, we shot, what, almost 45% from three tonight? And they were all open jumpers. Like, there was really no bad shot tonight. Please let me know if you saw a bad shot. Please let me no, know. No, no, exactly. no. They, all they got to do is hit them. That's it. Yeah. Because they're going to be there. They're going to be wide like, open. Chaz, Chaz, please. Okay, listen, listen. You ain't got to apologize for everything because you stubborn and you got an ego and you don't want to do it. And that's 80, cool. 85% of them. Oh, that's, oh, oh, oh. that's cool. But please apologize for that flagrant shit. Ain't nobody. Listen, it's only 200 people in here. Ain't nobody listening like that. Just just tell me you apologize for comparing that man to Norman Powell. Please, 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 please. I'm going to get you up here. I don't even want you to talk much long because I'm pissed off that you even that you even got me repeating this. Just tell me you apologize for comparing C.J. McCullum, Christian James McCullum, to Norman Powell. That shit was all right. That shit wasn't John Blaze like that. Man, put that him back in the gulag. Put him to the gulag. Right. Nah, nah. CJ, CJ looks incredible, man. And you know what's funny? He looks a lot bigger. Like, I guess, like, I, I don't know what it is, but he looks a lot taller on the floor now than when I watch him on their broadcast. Ain't nobody trying to hit that shit, but, uh, Chaz. Ain't nobody oh, but, trying to hit that see, shit. I don't, but here's the thing. I'm being honest. You know, it's been a couple games. Fuck, I mean, what you want me to say? It's been a couple games. I just want you to say he's not Norman Powell. No disrespect to Norman oh, yeah. Powell. No, Norman Powell yeah, can't no, He's just not Norman Powell. Oh, nah, That's nah, it. nah. He's not Norman Powell. You know, Norman Powell's 85% That's... of CJ. Dog, <laughs> 85% of CJ ain't getting double teamed, dog. You pull up, pull up, any, pull up any, anything you can find. Norman Powell wasn't getting a uh, double team in high school. Yo, C- C- <laughs> CJ, 
is a great player, great scorer. I just need to see a little more. I'm I'm a balance. I try to hit it. We move out. Okay, we'll balance your ass back back to the back to the listeners for a little bit. You the reason we even having this discussion. I'm gonna bring you back up here, Chaz. But that 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 pissed me off, James. What's happening? What's good, bro? Look, why why I'm watching? So y'all, I was watching the game. Y'all remember when Famous Los used to do them videos, bro, on YouTube and shit? Like that's all I kept thinking about as CJ was dribbling. Heem heem as it as it step back, stupid. Like just like that's what I was thinking the whole time as watching this dude dribble. I'm like this dude. Is is a master artist with this dribble and his and his mid range game, and then when he hit that, was it the first pull up or the second pull up three? When he said, "Oh yeah, he feeling himself," I said, "Okay, see this? We ain't had this with no guard, bro. Like when the last time we had a guard that could consistently just pull up and hit a shot on your ass to the point where you so scared you got to jump at him only for him to get right past you and attack the basket, like." Because as much as you can say, we can say Drew was a real good, you know, he was a good offensive player. Like, he he didn't have no three that deadly to, to sit there and scare you like that when he was just pulling up. You got to you got to respect you got to respect every every single part element of of CJ's game. Once he steps past that the end of that fucking wing. This, yeah, on, this in the <laughs> middle, this in the middle of the fucking floor. Once he once he passes. The the end of that wing, you gotta step up on. It's just the way it is. That's the respect that he, you know, that he deserves. Like, I mean, that's what he's earned. So, like, that's what that's what I want. Like, even people that don't like, if you if you're not even like a if you're not a basketball like, you know, junkie. If you don't if if you understand the game at like a regular level, that's cool. You know, whatever. Even if you even if you just a box score watcher, if you watch if you look at a box score and you say, all right, Josh Hart outscored. CJ McCollum today. Just know the way CJ got his 23 is more difficult and is different than the way Josh got his. And ain't no disrespect to Josh. Chris, this ain't even Chris. about pinning. It's just different. The way his, okay. his, his, Brandon Ingram had 10 points today, five? Exactly. His his 23 felt like 35. It like, did. It, it did, felt, though. It felt like <laughs> it he did. had. I looked up like, you only had 23? Bro, it felt like he didn't miss. Like, it felt like, oh, they heavy. Them big shots he hitting. When you got it, forcing your team to call timeouts, they, they feel like hey. six point eight point swings. Hey, five, eight, when, eight points in a row. Good five. Job. When he when he cleared when he cleared out the right side and told them, "Oh, don't worry about it. I got this," and then hit that step back. I said, "Oh my god!" Oh, 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 oh! By yeah. the way, by the way, happy Valentine's Day, Chaz. Yo, y'all told. I don't know. I don't. I, that was a weird sequitur. But, I, I don't care. I, <laughs> but, uh, real. But, yo, no, but hold on. I just want to say one thing. Yo. Y'all take my looking at other avenues as me saying CJ is just fucking trash. I never said that. You compared him to Norman Powell. That is calling him trash. No, Norman you, Powell can who? How the fuck no. you gonna say no disrespect to Norman Powell? But that's a fucking bum. Like how you no. gonna say he didn't say he was he didn't say he bum. I did not call him a bum. Norman you just compared you just liking him to trash. No, no, listen, listen. Norman Powell came up through the fucking Toronto pipeline, okay? With all with, with all the people that they keep bringing up from Siaka to Fred Van Fleet, you know what I mean? OG's a damn star now. They keep producing them. Shout out to shout out to Toronto and shout out to Norman Powell. But if you compare him, ask CJ McCullum what he think about Norman Powell. He played with him. 
let you compare him. You ask him to compare himself. No, it's different, bro. It's different. Normal can create, bro. He ain't got the bag CJ got. It's just fucking different. That's it. Antonio Daniels, bro, compared, said, he said CJ, McC- CJ McCollum got Kobe-like footwork and shit. Now, now you talk to me right now and think is he would ever say some shit like that about Norman fucking Powell. Oh, I thought that was rhetorical. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. You think, you think Norman Powell ever been ever been compared to Kobe fucking Brad? CJ, I mean, uh, uh, I don't Chaz, know. You backpedaling, dog. Chaz, no, I'm not backpedaling at all. I'm not backpedaling at all. All this is what I said. I said when you look at the opportunity cost at acquiring CJ, there oh. might be better options where you could get similar results for less pay. Now, All this I'm is prior is, to making the trade because we didn't even give up shit on the trade. So I'm like, oh, well, cool. Nah, fuck it. Not, not bringing guys in that can create and do things similar to CJ McCollum. It, it, <laughs> it puts Brandon Ingram in situations to where he has left, left Achilles soreness. All I'm going to say okay? is CJ was That's doing it. All I'm going to say is no, Norm was doing this with one foot. No, wait, 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 what? Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Did he just break his foot? Hold on. Rail, 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 get up. Here. What's happening? <laughs> What's that? Y'all getting a little crazy. Look, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> All that good stuff. I, uh, happy Valentine's I mean, Day, right? uh, Thank you. Yeah, there, yeah. there, there we go. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my bad, my bad. This dude in front of me just got pulled over. I, you know, I was trying not to be on my phone while the state police right there. But anyway, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't have nothing that I can really complain about this this lovely evening. Um, we really look like a NBA team out there tonight. Uh, it was beautiful team ball, beautiful. Um, you know, they were swinging the ball. Ball movement was great. Um. I think uh, we did so well. I was the only thing I was disappointed with was the, the crowd. Like I feel like there wasn't a lot of people there, but the people that was there was like sleeping the night away. Um, like we really was out there kicking these dudes in the teeth from the tip all the way to the final horn, and everybody was just like, "Ah, right, yeah, that's cool." <laughs> so I don't know. I need the fans to wake up, but we did wonderfully. Hey, look, it's coming. It's coming. One way or another, we're gonna we gonna right. find a way to make this shit to make this shit happen. Um Right. So buddy, um, welcome up again. Yo, I wanna because we got there's a lot of elements to this game. I just wanted to get I wanted to get them CJ bars off, man, cause cause Chaz Chaz got under my skin, but he ain't the only one. He ain't he ain't the only CJ McCullum questioner out there. Um so I I feel like this this game, the Pelicans decide like they decided to control what they can control, right? Like they knew that they weren't changing anything anything with the starting lineup. And while you know they made some rotational adjustments, that definitely helped. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they played with energy, they played with intensity. Like they everybody, bi and on played like, especially on the defensive side of the basketball, they played hungry. And like they really wanted to win this game and send a message. Like I, I think this team, if they come out with this level of energy tomorrow, I think they beat Memphis, whether Ja come out there or not. Like I, you know, they come out there like this, I think they, you know, they, they beat Memphis. But the point is, is that like I think we put we put so much into how how guys were fitting and the rotations that were being played, and so many other. But but we we let certain we let 
like the most important things from the effort, the attention to detail consistently, the moving the basketball. We let we let those things kind of like slide a little bit. And you can see in this game, just doing those things made a difference. And it made them really hard to guard. Guys also made shots. Shout out to Tony Snell. We're gonna talk about him. But uh buddy, talk about the intensity that they, you know, that they played with tonight and how important that was. Oh yeah, it was perhaps one of the biggest things I've I've seen when I'm watching it. I mean, I I come I'm in Winfield. I'm for my job, and I turn. Fortunately, I did get the Pels game. I'm watching, and they're playing their they play their ass off the entire game. I'm watching them pressure Van Vliet, letting you know certain players get shoot their shots for the Raptors that they know that can't shoot. And I just watched him basically hit every shot. I mean, when I saw Garrett Temple hit a step back three, I just I just laughed my ass off for a good solid two minutes just seeing that happen. I, I think this is going to be one of my favorite games. And if we can, if we do the exact same thing against Memphis, I I don't know what I'll do. I think I'll, I'll just jump out of my hotel room screaming. Jump, jump out of your hotel room. Screen. I'm on the first floor. Don't worry. That's that's the that's that's what we going with. Wait, speaking of such, speaking of such, I have to um, I have to poke fun, but also um, uh, bring bring in another saying that I don't understand. Hold on. Uh, what is this guy? Shout out, shout out to the OG Wendell Pierce, um, and what he's doing over there with the uh, WBOK. And I actually have like a little, a little situation over there, so I can't really throw him under the bus too much. But I gotta find this tweet. If y'all know what I'm talking, if if, if if y'all find it before me, then we all can have. You know, this will be a little bit easier. Wendell, Wendell Pierce, okay, buck from the wire. Been in so many other other things. New Orleans legend. I gotta find this damn tweet. He said something about a boot in the restaurant when talking about Eli Apple. It was terrible. And I want to know if anybody else knows what the fuck he was talking about. It was horrible. And I I just need to know. So where is this? Here we go. Here we go. Eli Apple he wrote a check. Yes, yeah, couldn't cash. Got burned in the Super Bowl all night for the win. But wanted to hit a Saints fan, but you can't. Here we go. Here we go. You can't pour piss out of boot with the directions on the bottom. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Can't follow the directions at all. What 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 does that mean? Where does that come from? That ain't man. You can't pour piss out of a boot. The phrase is really goes, goes, buddy, buddy, yeah, what does that mean? It means you're asking for that damn stupid. The phrase really goes, you can't pour, pour, uh, out the instructions are to heal. Even with the instructions are to heal. It basically means to do the same thing that's stupid. You've heard this shit before? I've heard this shit before. And granted, it's only said by white on white. Hey, 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 hey,
I'm not I'm not going out list, I'm just saying saying whether 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 he whether no matter how high high this shit makes all the already eradicated. Nah, Val, you don't think that we got on real real coming coming straight out and eating all your meat. Nobody gonna lie to me for making jokes. Yes or no? No.
definitely, definitely not getting the tickets. But like, I feel like today was Valentine's Day. was the perfect time for somebody to get on bullshit with you. But we, but we gonna we gonna we'll get to the bottom of that. Uh, Charles. Yo. You never. You never question CJ McCullough. How you feeling right now, man? Um, I, I'm feeling really good. I mean, what's what's CJ shooting percentage wise? A hundred. Nah, it's, it's real. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Charles. Rocky, Rocky, lit. I got it. We got it. We got it. Oh, hell yeah, Rocky, go. what's happening? Hey man, I have a crazy person in my DM, so stop starting trouble. I do got tickets available for the uh, Mavericks game, so if anybody wanna uh, cop on these two tickets, first come, first serve. Um, one hundred level. Hold up, Rocky. Hold on, Rocky. What, what's this crazy? What's this crazy story? Man, it was a crazy chick in my DM with some stupid crazy stuff. And I don't really blast her like that, but she is blocked because I said I was gonna block whoever came in my DMs with that stupid shit. I'm single. I wanna stay single, and that's the end of that. So don't come in my shit with that dumb shit. I got two tickets. Find you somebody else to go with. I'm sitting courtside, but I do got two tickets available. Y'all, I want to tell y'all this. But Rocky, it's Valentine's Day. She might have, she might have thought that you, you know, she might have wanted. I'm good. Day. I'm not spending my money. No more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm out there. Y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. I'm too old for it. But y'all, I was sitting right next to the Toronto bench tonight. They had a little group in there chanting, uh, let's go Toronto. And around the third quarter, going into the fourth, they still was chanting. And I said, to the airport. So I hope them guys made it safely to the airport and take their ass back to Canada. Um, and get the hell out of our city with all that negative ass energy because we got a game tomorrow. But, um, yeah, we played hella ball. And I, I want to say, I can't remember who that was, but they posted in the group about um, what I said. Jackson not touching that five. He did not touch the five today, and he looked amazing playing ball. So, uh, thank you. Shout out to Coach Willie for um, putting Jackson in the four and leaving him where he belongs in the four. He played an outstanding game tonight. Um, man, tonight was beautiful, y'all. If this is what we got to look forward to in the future, let's go fucking Pelicans, man. I'm here for it. I'm driving Monday through Sunday for every game if it's going to be like that. Them boys played ball from the starting quarter to the fourth quarter finish. I ain't seen them do no shit like that since mm, probably when Tyreek Evans and maybe Drew Holiday first got here and... AD little skinny ass was really around there chasing balls and getting injured every other game. But they played a hell of ball tonight. I'm really proud of my team tonight. I'm on this slow ride home. Y'all pray for me for a safe journey back home, but I'm ready to drive my motherfucking ass back to the Smoothie King Center to whoop up on Memphis ass. And for the record, just don't beat Pelicans. That's all I want to say. All right. So look, basically, y'all, if y'all got, if y'all interested in in buying tickets for the Mavericks game, but y'all ain't looking for, um, y'all y'all just looking for a friend. You but actually, I don't even think she wants a friend. Okay? No friends, no new friends. <laughs> no, she, she doesn't want. She doesn't even want a social. I said it's Chris. Yeah, I don't mind meeting up with two people who want to go to the game. Like I said, I'm sitting courtside. I got two tickets available in the 104 section. Um, we could take pictures. 
bring your boo, bring your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever. Bring your homeboy. We can all, matter of fact, if you come early enough, I got season tickets. They're giving out this free beer shit again. I don't drink. I even spot you them two free beers. You're welcome to hop in the inbox and ask for the tickets. Don't ask for nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, all right, all right, look, you, Rocky, focus on the road. I, I, I just listen. I put a battery in your back because that was fun. So, uh, but uh, look, <laughs> yo, Everett, man, um, I, I want to talk about Jose Alvarado. Now, look, I've been fighting this shit for a while because it's in me to be impulsive and overreact to what I'm seeing. I'm reactionary. I'm a fan, so it's what it's this. This is just what happens. Okay, now. I'm at the point to where, while I know he's the best, he's the best slotted, right? To where he has point guard next to his name. He's the best point guard on the team. No disrespect to Devontae Grant. That's how well Jose's playing right now. It's just he has that, like he he has everything you want out of that position. It just it is what it is. But but I realize how important he is to the bench as well, and how politics work with it. And I mean, listen, Devontae Graham made some timely shots tonight. I mean, um, he's probably going to be in the starting rotation until you know, unless. You know something, something crazy happens, or really feels like he needs to make a, you know, a sudden change. He's making them with the rotation tonight. You saw the first sub out was Devontae and Jackson in at the four, which is nice, right? Cause that's that's a starting lineup that 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 we have been talking about. But my point is with Jose is that I think like he he belongs in his league, and but I don't, you know, I keep looking at the first person I think of when I say that is Najee Marshall. But then, but then my basketball mind kicks in. I'm like, it's just different, right? Because Jose, Jose defends. We know that that's gonna pay, and we know that's gonna have you in the league. But offensively, G, he already he's he's already quick, right? So he's getting past most people off the off the catch, off the dribble, off the screen. But on top of that, he has so many different ways. Once he gets past the screen, whether it's a floater, whether it's a layup, fake pass, get. Use his use the defender against him to get to the line. Find the open man. Reset the offense. Do that little weird Steve Nash, Bob Cousy shit where he dribbles around the paint and it comes back and resets again. Like it's so many things to him to where I feel like he has he has intangibles and a skill set that is very important outside of the energy that he brings and just the overall like it's just people. People gravitate towards him when you know when 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 he's on the floor. It's I don't think it, I don't think it's a coincidence that he was the person to break down the zone as soon as he got into the game. Bi was in it, CJ was in it when they first brought out that zone. The first person once they made the switch and, C, and and Jose got in, that zone was broken down and they started to play well again. They started to really start to build a lead. Talk a little bit about Jose, man. Well, first of all, you just skipped over Charles again, but you know it's cool. I'm gonna answer. He, it. he can wait. He can wait. He'll be all right. <laughs> But shit, I can't say no better than yourself, man. You done said everything. You spoke for about 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're right. Jose is amazing. The thing I, I truly appreciate about Jose, and, and it's actually kind of um, strange when I think about it. So everybody was talking about Tyreek Evans. They just brought him back into the league, and everybody's always oh, we, we should bring him back home. But I was like, yo, we only got one spot left, and it needs to be in two. And Jose's on a two-way contract. If we're going to sign him, he can't even play it unless we sign him. He can't even be in the playoffs. So we give that spot to somebody else that bumps Jose out of there. So, first of all, we need to just go ahead and sign the man. You know what I'm saying? Like Deion Sanders used to say, pay the man. Get that man his bread so he can join the team and feel welcomed 
from the up from the from the front office. I know he feels welcome from the team, but let the front office go ahead and get him, break that man off. He is absolutely amazing. I love how, like you said, Chris, the one thing that sets him apart from um, everybody else on the team is how he resets the offense when it's not there and doesn't just try to force something just to make a play. And it was a play tonight where he did that little Steve Nash baseline little roundabout shit, and he got caught, and they pretty much made a a good defensive stance. And he looked, he looked, he was like, oh, shit, I'm standing right next to the basket. And he pump fake, got the guy up in the air, boom, and, and made a damn, uh, went to the free throw line. It's those type of heads-up plays that I feel are are so crucial to everything that we do. And it's such a um, and it's such a, a, a contagious trait because you start noticing other people start. All right, let's slow it down. And and just like Herb's cutting, other people start cutting. Man, and just like shooting, every all of this stuff as a team is so contagious. And it starts with Jose and his energy that he brings off the bench. That's honestly the only reason why I don't want him to start because of the energy he brings off the bench. And like you said. Everybody wants Devontae to come off the bench. Well, he's going to – it doesn't really matter if he starts because Willie Green is going to have a different lineup out there for a majority of the time, which is going to set us up for success. It's not so much who starts. It's who finishes the last two to five minutes of each quarter. That's what we need to be looking at. And, I mean, look, I – I totally agree, and I, I mean, you know, we got to give we got to give Willie some credit, you know, right? Like we were, you know, we all saw the starting lineup, and there was a, you know, there was a groan that 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 went up and down the timeline, and in group chats, and everybody was, uh, you know, like, can we go? It worked tonight because you were able because no matter what, whether you started Devontae or not, you had size, you had a size advantage with just having having her bi and Jonas. Jonas is the is the biggest factor. And that's how you were able to start the game. So, but you know, could that backfire tomorrow? You know, we'll see. But they gotta, you know, you don't you don't want a situation where you, you know, you're digging yourself in, you know, out of holes against good teams. They're gonna have to make sure that they're making the right decision there. But it worked. Um, as long as Willie, hopefully, is gonna continue to be. I mean, he's shown pretty much all year that, that he's gonna find a way to be flexible. There's just one guy that we are all confused about. But uh, Charles. Whatever, whatever you want to, you know, react to, I promise you, I won't skip you this time. Just, <laughs> just, just please, at some point, talk about Tony Snell, man. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll lead with Tony Snell, man. Um, I'm happy to see somebody with size in the backcourt who can knock down a wing three. Um, you know, we don't, you don't need much in the backcourt. Um, you, you just need someone who can be a threat and who can defend, you know, that two three. Um, because if our guard rotation is going to have uh, Devontae Graham um, out of necessity or whatever, politics, whatever, um, and then Jose playing his way into the, the rotation, um, just from a practical standpoint, you need some size. So if he can soak up a few minutes, a quarter um, or less, and be able to knock down a three, um that that's super helpful. So um, it's what I anticipated from him, and I'm glad to see that he took advantage of that. Um, you know, his first game action as a Pelican. Overall, my thoughts are: um, this team's going to generate a bunch of open looks. Um, we saw that last game. We saw that today. Today they knocked it down. 
Um, uh, we, we're starting to get a little bit of game film. Um, CJ uh, even said us himself talking to Jen after the game. I'm learning the plays. Um, he sees the potential on the roster. That in and of itself is uh, a huge, huge bonus. Um, but AD made a good point on the on the telecast. Guys are going to have to figure out where they fit in um, as everybody eats, and every, and they have to get comfortable getting the ball in those positions. We saw last game they weren't entirely comfortable. Uh, the shots were there, but they weren't confident shots. Tonight, um, they were confident shots, and they went in. Um, those are going to be there. Um, so can you knock down the open looks? Can you get in where you fit in when it comes to knocking down shots? And then defensively. Tonight, they play great defense. Um, so that really helped. Moving forward, with the introduction of CJ and Snell here and there, defensive rotations and communicating is going to be really huge. So interested to see how that goes. Um, I'm glad that we got CJ his first win. I'm glad that we beat a quality team and I'm glad we got a lot of rest for some of our, our heavy rotation players as we move into a, a back-to-back. Yo, how tall is Tony Snell? Cause he looked tall as shit on the court. Okay, now now you now you sound like Chaz. Now 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 all of a sudden people get everybody in the Pelicans <laughs> uniform and they look taller now. Is it, I think he's is that six. Because Demonte no, Grant is the same size than that. me. Seven oh, two, six seven. <laughs> well, tell me <laughs> tell me why Devonte Graham ain't grow. Why why all these other motherfuckers y'all talking about? They all of a sudden look bigger. Devonte don't look no different. Jose Everard, I I I know Jose wish <laughs> I know he wish he could be a little bit taller. What's happening here? Why y'all? It sounds like y'all picking and choosing. Okay, who grow, who don't. But that, that's okay. Richard. Jose growing next. Uh, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Richard, man, look. You got currently right now, man, you got two guys who currently are in the starting lineup, active and healthy. They can give you, you know, on any night can get 25 at least. Okay. You got a, you got a center who can get you close to 20. And you got a man in Portland right now in a chamber or locked in a gym somewhere uh, with a sweatsuit on that can get you close to 30 as well. Yep. Um, offensively, the ceiling is through the fucking roof. Offensively. What are, what are your thoughts outside of any, any uh, organic thoughts that you have? What are your thoughts about the potential of this team offensively? Offensively, I mean, I was at the game tonight. Um... And I was with people who, like, who don't know anything about basketball. They're just, like, you know, friends of mine who don't really, you know, watch the Pelicans. They're from out of time, whatever. But they were, like, legitimately, like, I, I, I'm not lying. Like, I was coming up here to talk about this. Like, they were actually, like, impressed with, like, what we did tonight, you know. Um, and I like, I like the uh, – uh, Charles was talking about Snell. Like, that's – I was pretty low on Tony Snell. Like, you've got the meme where he, like, played, like, 15 minutes and had zero, 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 or whatever, and that's kind of, like, how I thought about him. But seeing him out there, like, I, I – this might be just me being a homer or whatever, but he he does look like a guy that maybe could get us spot minutes here and there, knock down some shots, play some decent defense. And I was – offensively, like you said, like, really high ceiling, but I was – actually very impressed by our defense against a very well coached like rolling team i think the, the raptors had 
won like what eight games coming into the night or something like this is a a, a really nice win and we held them to pretty like I, I forget exactly what the final score was but like we were we were defending them really nicely um and i guess the last thing i wanted to say was you know going back to our uh, our, our jose alvarado conversation like i said i was with people who like don't really watch a lot of basketball don't don't pay attention to it like we do like i i feel like you know everybody in here who listens to the spaces and is in in the group chats and stuff we can watch our our guys off the bench that we love and and, and i and i love them too but i i often you know I, I think like man am i just hyping them up because like i watch these guys i'm invested in them but when i was walking out of the blender tonight and and one of my friends who, who like i said doesn't watch any basketball they were like the two guys we watched tonight, one was uh, one was uh, that guy 17, Jonas, because he was so handsome. Love that guy. But then the other one was number 15, Jose Alvarado. They were like, yeah, man, he was he was everywhere. Like he was doing everything. He was on everybody making clutch shots. Like it was it was really nice to hear that validation from people who don't have the emotional investment like like we do. So um I'm rambling a little bit, but I just I, I thought that was a really nice little little piece, and and um, it's I I think a, a a cool hopefully a sign of uh, things to come. So appreciate that, Richard. Um, I think a lot of people, even if, if they've never watched <clears throat> basketball, they'll they'll be able to watch CJ McCollum play. I, I'm, I'm sorry, not just CJ, but Jose, and say, "Yo, he's different." CJ you know? tonight too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Definitely. Um, I'm gonna go to Steven and then I'm gonna go to Hank. Steven, what's up, baby? What's good? Hey, shout out to Five who I saw the game tonight. Shout out to my people, Rail, you know, Doom in the building, my cousin Monsieur Chevalier, Trent, all my Silky M, all my people, my Pelicans people I see in the chat room, you know, up in here. <laughs> but hey, first off, I want to hit on the defense. This is the first time since we got CJ that the defense was actually legit. People was like, oh, when we get CJ, all the national writers were like, Devontae and CJ going to be a terrible defensive backcourt. And we all like, oh, they're not going to start them. They're going to move Devontae to the bench, which they didn't. <laughs> and the defense was terrible. But they kind of shook back tonight. I mean, I guess they, you know, they, they kind of switched it up. The coach showed a little faith in them. So I'll give them that. But one thing I saw was I was worried about when we lost Josh Hart. You know, uh, he really hollered at the team. Like, he was a kind of an emotional leader. I saw that from CJ tonight. He was on the court. Like, he was hollering at people. He was telling them where to go, do this, do that. You know, get back, play defense. So, shout out to CJ because he actually – CJ actually played that leader role tonight that you like to see in the veteran. Because uh, we got there a little late in the first quarter tonight. But he was really kind of putting that, that leader cap on tonight. Um, shout out to Tony Snell. That's an, another person that actually played and showed some defense. You know, that, that kind, that's kind of what we needed. Um, and Ingram – uh, it kind of takes a little while when you add a new player like that for the rest of the team to kind of get in their roles. But Ingram, damn, they had a triple-double tonight, which whenever the team was going off, he was putting up good assists. But, like, the last five games, he had, like, one assist a game. But he kind of stepped back. He didn't have to create every time. He could pass the ball, move it around, kind of play more of a complete game. So I think Ing- uh, CJ kind of helped Ingram do that, kind of do his own thing. And um, it was some uh, – one more thing. It was some Toronto fans in front of us doing a – a Jonas sucks chant. I'm like, hey, Jonas, a damn near Toronto legend. Y'all better show some respect. Shout out to my dog, Jonas. But the team really played a complete game tonight. Defense, offense, three-point shots all around. This is the best game since we had CJ. And uh, shout out to CJ because, you know, as that star we need. And everybody else kind of fell around and did what they needed to do. And then, like I said before, they don't want to see us in the playoffs. And if Zion get back, 
they really don't want to see this in the playoffs. And that's all I got. Steven, Steven, you named yeah. a lot of people that you you named a lot of people that you ran into today. Were any yeah. were any of them named Mike by chance? I ain't running. A, no, no, I didn't. Man, really I Mike. saw Mike at the bar, bro. That's right. I saw Steven. You know, well, Steven was at the bar too. You know, he rich. He got oh, real. Yeah. I saw I you real talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah. So he saw right talking. Oh like, yeah. Steven got real good seats. He got season tickets. He rich. Oh okay. You know what I'm so we got know, partial I, season, not a fool. Yeah. <laughs> Still though, you got a good view, bro. Real, I, 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 I just, I just know how we got. No, no. Let me get on. Let me get on. Real, real. Five. Real, you got. Hey, y'all can hear me. We got a lot like, of risk. We got a lot of I like to talk to the players, though. You see what I'm saying, bro? People got money. Talk to the players, especially the black. Then the black people got money. When this, when this start happening, Steven. Look, I just want to hold five dollars, dog. That's all I want. Let me hold. Look, shout to my rich boy. Steven got up here and started thanking people like on the uh, Source Awards or something. <laughs> he just started naming like boy, 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 boy. He just started naming everybody, man. I had to look in the, in the room, see who was him. Bro, Shout can out we to you, some Steven. rich people to fund the new halftime show? Cause that shit was had me blow sitting there watching. They it. had some audio issues, man. I was I was watching. The dude was in the corner. They couldn't get the microphone to work. It was, y'all, it was... y'all watching the audio issues show? came from the singer. I was like, what is that shit? No, like the microphones was wasn't even working at first, Chad. Wait, I was getting a drink. I didn't even care. That was on purpose, Rail. <laughs> I'm about to say, y'all watch the halftime show? I was when I was at the game, I left to go and venture around. <laughs> Bro, I switched I switched it to watch the uh to see what was going on with the uh Spurs game during the halftime show. What happened? <laughs> they lost. Spurs lost. Yeah. Spurs Word. Lost. Word. Hey. Hey man, hey, I got a lot of people, man, in my in my DMs and my messages, man, arguing with me about how good Josh Hart is. Like, I don't know. Um, you can you can respond to whatever you like, man. I mean, but can we can you go into into depth about just uh the different elements that a guy like CJ brings you and what he opens up for not just himself, but other people on the floor consistently. Space. I mean, you live in a place where you now have space and that space isn't limited to just outside. That space is inside as well. Just his gravity on the court. You have to you have to count for him. You have to make sure that he is not a person that's going to be open. He's not a person that's going to be getting a lot of offensive, you know, possessions where he can shake and bake and do his little thing. And you can just see it right now tonight. I, the first two nights we saw, the first night his legs were uh, heavy. The Miami game, the second night, Spolster and company really did a good job. Uh, even though he had 36 points, they did a good job on the rest of the team. But tonight you could see it as the offense is in motion and is flowing. When he has that, when he's out there, the defense has to pay attention to him. If the defense pays attention to him, Herb can get to the hoop a little bit more. Uh, Brandon Ingram could get to the hoop a little bit more. You know, he was kind of playing a little bit more passive tonight offensively. I mean, look. For the whole Josh Hart thing, we I, we didn't have conversations about it. And I came, I actually talk about uh, Alvarado. I wanted to get to him next, but far as the 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 Josh Hart aspect of it, man, I love Josh Hart, man, and and everybody knows he came here and he put it out there. I'm first day, first minute with the flip flops, everything Pelicans from day one. So we always go have love for Josh Hart, but Josh Hart is not a player that teams are going to fear in the half court offense shooting the ball, and. That's something that this team had to change by by hook or by crook. And he's the only piece that any any person wanted. So from that aspect, love Josh. 
important player for us. I see him out there for Portland doing a one-man break, looking good on a one-man break, helping on defense, showing a lot of that stuff that he showed here. Much love to him, but we had to have what we got right now. Once again, I'm just telling y'all, putting all your putting all your eggs in in the in the Josh Hart and Norman Powell basket is how um, <laughs> is how Brandon Ingram ends up with left Achilles soreness. I'm just telling y'all, what happened? It's too much, too much. He got to be point guard. He got to score all the points. No, okay, you want him to defend too? Because if he don't defend, it's going against it's going against his reputation. He don't care about both sides of the floor. That's a lot, man. I mean, that's that's safe for like a few like uh, three players in the NBA you know what I'm saying and we expected of him because he's been so great and you know he's getting paid max money but look like <laughs> you got to find a way to preserve this brother somehow some way and I, I mean you ask him he would have loved to everybody likes dropping 50 everybody likes dropping whatever you know what I'm saying like, like they would love that but being able to I'm sure he was very happy that they scoring 10 points and sitting on the end of that bench the whole the whole fourth quarter, as you got to play Memphis tomorrow in a game that you know them boys want to win. Hank, Hank, Hank has more points to point. Hank, okay, listen, we gotta we gotta get our consistency and our rhythm together. Once you mute your mic, I think you done. I, think I didn't done. mute it. I didn't mute it. It muted by itself. Somebody well, else. Well, I mean, you slowed down. I thought that was it. I know. I, man, look, hey, hey, I hey, man. Look, 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 look. I know that. Uh, look, you got sports drink as the sponsor. You doing your thing. You Chris Connors. The lights is the cameras is the action. I'm playing that? it. I'm playing it like we on the radio, give and take. So I, I did oh. my thing. Well, I stopped for you to say what you had to say, and then I thought you was gonna throw it back. But it's all Hank, good. Hank, I ain't never, I ain't never <laughs> produced no radio. So I only been a guest. So normally it'd be, it'd be about me for about twenty minutes. I apologize. Go <laughs> ahead, brother. Paul, it's Go all ahead. It's Whoa, all hey, good. Five, five, five. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. You heard time. what he said, That's bro. Weird. You don't heard what he said, bro. I heard what he said, but we ain't, we ain't doing that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Go ahead, man. All five, right. Five. Well. What I want to say about uh, Alvarado is uh, I don't necessarily agree with – look, first off, let me just put my aces on the table. The, the the point of the matter is that you can't start Alvarado for the simple fact you start Alvarado. It makes the it makes the, it makes the grand deal look, look bad. It makes Griff in the front office look bad. And that is the, 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 the tether, the string that is stopping Alvarado from getting in this starting lineup, in my opinion. And if you saw tonight, you saw some of the things that he do. We've been seeing it evolve all season. At one point, Toronto had a guy at the end of the bench named Van Fleet, little short guy that nobody knew nothing about. Hey, could he make it in the league? Whatever, whatever. And I know it's early to even suggest that he might be that type of player, but you're seeing like little intangible things that are suggesting that, I don't know, maybe he will be. When you have Alvarado out there, first off, check it out, Chris. When you got Alvarado out there, your picking game, your pick and roll game is open. The probing game, open. The ability to reset the offense, open. Talk it. Talking, impromptu talking. ability open unpredictability open talking. you're not getting that from any other player on this team now sometimes the color is red and we want to stare at it so hard to turn from red to blue but sometimes red is the color red and like you know the pelicans best uniforms by the way the other two are terrible I hope they went over to the reds all the time but alvarado is showing multiple aspects to his game offensively and for the people who are mad and say, hey, we're going to have bad matchups with the taller guy. When? Please tell me the taller guys that have completely dominated him or taken advantage of him. He is up close on all these guys, uh, you know, causing havoc. 
you know, guarding them all the way, you know, 100 feet from the basket. So I guess my, my whole thing about Alvarado is the politics is keeping him from start. Let's just be let's just throw it out there. Israel, it is what it is. If you see someone playing in this manner, sometimes you have to believe that this is the person that's playing. And right now, the way he's playing, there's nobody on this team even close to him from the point guard position. Because in the half court offense, when you have those lulls that we've been having for seemingly nine consecutive years, even when Drew was the point guard of the team, these offensive lulls and things like you don't have anything to fall back on. Alvarado has four five things in his bag to fall back on on each offensive possession if he gets caught up you saw it today when they shut it down on him on his probing he was able to do something else he can go to different things and i just think from a point guard position aspect if we weren't like you know uh tethered by the by the fact that the politics are going to keep him out the starting lineup i'll put him in the starting lineup tomorrow and i would have Najee come out to be the facilitator for the bench unit you know, if he's playing on a level Hank, in which he seems to be playing. Hank, but that's my Hank, mindset on it. Hank, Hank, you watch you watch Najee tonight. Najee wasn't facilitating shit. That, that that was Garbaggio minutes, man. Dog, to get Garbaggio Najee, not listen, out. I love Najee, but Najee, Najee is a downhill. Like Najee looking for Najee. Najee a dog. He gonna find Najee got Kobe assist. Well, I I only say that for the people who suggest that if you take Alvarado out of the bench aspect, there'll be no one on the bench that can facilitate the ball. I'm just saying, and they, you and may be able still to ain't do that. Nobody that can facilitate the ball if you take you you can are you? Hey, but wait, are hey, we comparing Najee I'm, to? No, I, you you're taking it a bit too extreme. What I'm wait, saying hey, is that Alvarado, you, I'm saying this. Alvarado's playing so good that he can help us with these slow starts. He can help us wait, to where wait, we're wait, not wait, going wait. to the bench down ten. Okay, but let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. If you if you start Jose Alvarado and he's on a he, he's on a floor with CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas, it's unlikely he's going to even have the ball in his hand as much as he has it on the bench to even make those type of make the type of plays that you want him I to make. I don't see he's that, be Chris, ball. Chris. Chris, I do not see that. That boy has a mentality that he is the point guard of the team. I have no doubt. He's going to be out on the of court, the fucking game. If he's, he do if that. he's Look, if he's out on the court with the rest of those guys, he's going to facilitate for those guys. Now, look, I'm not losing my mind here because I said on the front end, this ain't happening. This shit ain't happening because of the Devontae Graham situation. But I'm just making the argument for those who saying, hey, he should stay in his position. He has no chance to come off the bench. Like sometimes I, when you're watching the game and you're seeing someone being productive in the manner that they're being productive, that's who they are. That's what's happening. But wait, Hank, let me ask you this. Players, and he's done it versus bench players. Hank, let me ask you this. Do you think that Najee is the reason why they're so hesitant on on uh, Jose? Because last year, we thought that um, the reason why everybody was trying to get rid of Josh, because we thought Najee was going to be the new Josh. And well, Najee I, I, regressed. I think so that's you, a... All right. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm asking you. Well, I think it's a slightly different situation because you had Stan Van Gundy and company. They provided the the... the you know, the role for Najee. You have a new coach come in. You have to learn new players, learn new situation. It, it could be as simple as Willie Green didn't have Najee on his radar like Stan Van Gundy had Najee on his radar. So Alvarado comes in, and he is a person that, you know, for a need that you have on your team, you go ahead and play him. And now that positions are opening up, Naw is gone, Josh Hart is gone. Now you can re-examine Najee's abilities and give him another opportunity to play. So I, I think it's a totally different situation from last year. If you're talking about the situation, just a, just a, a basic situation where someone plays great 
and everybody in the fan base is like, oh, man, this guy's looking good. Then when he gets his chance, he, he fumbles it, his, his opportunity. I mean, that's one thing. But I think that the coaching change from the season to season does have something to do with Najee. Because uh, just, just the pressure to feel good to go out there and play. You saw how he was playing to start the season. He wasn't playing like a guy who had the confidence of the front office behind him who just signed a contract out of nowhere out the D-League. He was like playing like a guy trying to find his way so he could stay on the court. So it's a different mentality between the two years, I think. Hey, how did that? How did that change? He was just with them damn dudes and that coach in the summer league, shooting shooting twenty shots a game. What 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 are you? Okay, nope. I'm not. I'm not turning. This, I got two practices I gotta move changed. It. Two practices, Chris Connor. I think uh, that changed during right, the COVID season. All right, all right look. I right, I'm listen. I I gotta keep moving. Hey, I Hank, got you. I appreciate that, Jamal. <laughs> right, Jamal, my dog. What's happening, Mister Dunn? Sorry, sorry. I, I never get called on, you know, so I'm, <laughs> I was... Uh, <laughs> What's happening, man? Go ahead. I'm over here, I'm over here cooking. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I was just... I'm going to make it quick. I just have to say, uh, first of all, j- just to go off what the last conversation was, um, their best lineup doesn't have... Um, their best starting lineup does not have uh, Jose or Graham in it, right? So... You know, they should be starting Jonas, Zion, Herb, B.I., and, uh, and C.J., you know, in a perfect world where Zion's healthy. Speaking of Zion, watching games like tonight and even even a little bit in some of the, you know, the previous game where it didn't quite work out as much, but you just saw flashes of what it could be. Um, this team, at least the starters, and and then, of course, you got to remember Nance, Nance will be, you know, here with, with some depth and – they may have to do some other things on the bench in the offseason. But, like, for next year, this team, if, if Zion is back and that whole situation clears up, I mean, I'd probably be more excited for that season than maybe – I can't. Like, the Chris Paul years would have to be the only thing that could compare to how high that team could go in terms – because you just have five guys who, uh, you know, who, who the defense has to respect – they, I guess Herb will be the least of which, but Herb is so smart that he's not going to get goaded into like a bad shot. He's either going to take a shot that's good for him, move the ball, attack the rim, something. So, I mean, the sky is really the limit for this team. And you could be looking at them being the Memphis next year in terms of record, you know, in terms of actually getting to the point where your record is, um, you know, you make that leap from, from middling team or even, you know, uh, under 500 team to, you know, 50-something wins. Uh, so, I mean, this CJ deal, as much as I love Josh, uh, this is a game changer. And and I'm more convinced of it now. I was convinced of it when they made the trade, and even when we were just talking about it, proposing it beforehand. But I'm more convinced of it now than I ever have been, just seeing what it looks like on the court, uh, only in spurts, because, you know, of course they don't have Zion, and then there's the whole – Graham thing that's, you know, preventing them from kind of playing their best lineup. So uh, I couldn't be more excited about this team. And that's saying something because Chris knows I'm a beaten down, defeated Pels, like, fan. Like I, Beat I don't all the way down. <laughs> you know, he deserves to sit next to Charles because they, they, they're they so similar. They sound the same. They have similar similar ideologies. I'm glad y'all are next to each other in this shit. But wait, but wait, but wait I'm not done with you cause I, because I want to ask you um, – Something and it's about Trey, but it's well, it is kind of about Trey. Do you think that, like, I feel like 
Trey is suffering from the like from or one of the things he's suffering from right now is just how professional day one good and smart both Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones are. I feel like you got two guys out there like I can't I don't remember the last time or it, it, it doesn't happen enough for where I remember it to where I'm like, damn, Jose, what are you doing? Damn, Herb, what are you doing? Like, they, they, they always make the right basketball play on top of being really good defenders, you know what I'm saying, and doing enough offensively and having their moments throughout the year the way you like, yo, man, it, they're like this year one. Like, what happens from here? Do you think that that goes against Trey? Like, I mean, I, I feel like it's human nature, no? Uh, yes, but, I mean, I, I can't speak to what he's feeling. But, yeah, I mean, just like in school, like, um, you don't re- necessarily worry about what the older kids are doing or what the younger kids are doing. But if the kids your age are doing a certain thing and you can't do it yet, um, or, you know, maybe not your age, but in your class are doing, uh, are doing a certain thing and you can't do it yet, you might feel a certain kind of way, you know, about it. If you're not reading to their level or writing to their level, you might feel some kind of way. So maybe, but at the same time in the NBA, if there's one thing about young players is they, it's just, they don't all progress at the same speed. And I, I've actually heard AD talk about this um, a while back. I don't even think Jose was on a team when he was talking about it, but he was saying, uh, he was saying like, you know, when you trade for a star, you know, they may sit out the first game, or CJ didn't, but a lot of times they may sit out the first game or whatever, get their feet under them. And, but he was talking about guys who signed 10 days or, or who were just fringe guys who just have to come in and play that night, like a Tim Frazier, right? We, we signed you from Liberty Bank, and, uh, and, then, you, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you're on, the, you're on not, the court an hour later. Not right? Liberty Bank. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're on the court an hour later, right? Uh, and his point was just saying that certain guys don't have the luxury of making mistakes. Right. If you're Jackson Hayes and you're an eighth pick or whatever he was, you know, you can just make mistakes and nobody's really going to, you know, they're going to keep giving you chance after chance. If you're Jose and you come out there, you turn the ball over and dribbling all over the place, taking horrible shots, you're just not going to get those chances. You're just going to be out of there. Right. So that mentality, the guys who succeed and not many, not very many do coming from where Jose came, you know, how he's coming into the league. So, I mean, he's an anomaly even on that level. But the guys who do come from from that level and make it like he like he does that is that survivor mentality, just understanding that literally any day could be his last day in the NBA. So he's got to go out and execute, and you know now he's got confidence behind him after having after having actually performed well. So now you're starting to see him dig a little deeper into his bag every game. So as far as Trey. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it fucks with them, right? Because it would fuck with me. I think it would fuck with anybody if you see people, like I said, in your class. But uh, and it's not even like Trey is. Like he's he's not as old as Herb, I don't think. But he's not. He's not like a young rookie. So uh, by NBA standards, so grown man. Um, so yeah, it's got to. But I don't know. Guys don't progress at the same pace. It is very weird because he's not. You know, he's kind of out of it, especially on defense, but he's not so bad that you just can't or shouldn't give him developmental minutes. But to be totally honest, I, I, I truly think that this team is trying to win, right? And if this, if this were a hopeless season and it was just obvious, all right, we headed straight to the lottery and there is no chance that we're going to be in a play-in or the playoffs, 
I think you might see Trey. But I, I truly think that they are trying to win every possession, get into the playoffs and get some momentum, right? If you're Willie, you want to get that momentum for your program and that credibility that, okay, I came in and took a team who could never fucking get there, and we got there even with all the all the adversity. So um, I really think it's that simple. I don't think it's anything crazy. I don't think he's, you know, obviously he's not performing like they want in practice and in the games when he does get in. So that's why he's not playing. But I don't think it's anything more than that. The front office has bought in on him, um, and he's got a skill that they that they want and need. But he's just got got to clean some things up. And I think we see other guys get a leash like Jackson. But Jackson gets a leash because they need him. They just don't have a, that many bigs that can fill the role, right? If they had two other like really uh, professional bigs that wouldn't make some of the dumb mistakes, Jackson would probably ride the bench more. Then he more than he does, but they don't have that luxury uh, at his position. So um, it probably does fuck with Trey, but I, he's just going to have to come along. And, you know, sometimes it takes certain guys a certain period of time. I think more than with the rookies, other rookies have done or young guys have done. I think what hurts him is that he had that reputation in the draft of a guy who could come in and help you because he had, he had been in college a few years, you know, so. He was supposed to be one of those rookies that could come in and give you minutes, give you shots, not make too many dumb mistakes because he was supposed to. And he came from Virginia, so everybody expects him to be able to defend. So, you know, but he can't. So he'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the bottom line. He he can't right now. He'll get there because he's got all the tools and there's no reason he shouldn't get there. But he ain't there right now and he's going to have a hard, hard way to minutes. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward here to uh to a uh, post breeze era. Uh wait, but before I do that, shout out to all of y'all that, that are spending y'all Valentine's Day here. Like I, I, I really have some questions that you know that go beyond this, but um yeah, man, shout out to y'all sharing y'all Valentine's night with the with the Pelicans and here in the spaces. Um that's interesting. Post <laughs> post breeze era, before you before you go into your thoughts of the game, have you ever heard of hey, 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 the hey, phrase? Don't be, don't be laughing. You here too? Come on. I mean, my 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 lady, my lady cooking, man, and uh, I got sponsorships now. I got to do this, man. I, okay. I apologize. All right, all right. All right. But anyway, anyway, let me call my sponsor. <laughs> um, you can't post breeze era. Have you ever heard of the phrase? You can't pour piss out of a boot with the directions on the bottom. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> The the only time I heard it was when I uh when I saw Wendell Pierce tweet it the wrong way. But that was uh, it. And then tonight. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. But you know but you know of the original of the the original meaning or I guess uh completion of said phrase. It does exist. Yeah, yeah. It was uh I don't remember who I think it was Buddy who was talking about that, but uh but yeah, but yeah, I do I do know now. White people shit. That's because that's what he said exactly. essentially. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. I don't know anything about that, but uh, but yeah, but um, look, shout out to all y'all for being on here again, and thanks for having me on. Um, I really requested to speak originally because I heard Rel talking about the crowd not being in it, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, kind of a pet peeve for me is, you know, I go to a lot of the games. I love being there. Um. And, you know, if it's not a blowout, nobody's leaving early. But all of a sudden it's a blowout 
and people get up and go. And I've been in Cleveland watching their team up there with my wife, um, who's from Cleveland, and uh, had some Toronto fans. And I'm like, hey, do people get up and go when it's a blowout in your in your arena? And they're they were almost offended at the thought. You know what I mean? So. You know, we got to we got to we got some work to do as fans and a fan base. Um, and like you said, Chris, I think I think it's coming. But um, so, you know, be patient and everything. But I do think at some point, Sean Payton, you know, when he came in and they brought in some legitimacy to the football, like there was just certain things that they tried to emphasize with the fans. And I do think it would be worth, you know, some of that uh, from the team just so that folks know, because a lot of the people who have um, season tickets, they might not even know anything about basketball. They're not really watching. They Maybe it's just business for them. But, you know, it's still it's still your squad. We still got to support. The other thing I'm going to say is um, C.J. McCollum's a number 30 scorer in this league, man. Like, I don't know how many players there are total in the league, but that man is a bucket, and he showed what he can do today. So, you know. Parting is sweet sorrow for sure. It hurts to lose Josh. It hurts to see him scoring big buckets up in um, up in uh, Portland. But look, much love to him. But uh, CJ McCullough, man, y- y'all saw what he could do today. That was ridiculous, man. Um, and then the other thing I'll say is, you know, Willie Green's offense, 0.5, good to great. You hear AD talking about it on the on the telecast, and it, you can just see how intuitive it just strikes me. You can see how intuitive it is for players when they're, you know, coming in, jumping into a rotation, and they're able to move that ball. The ball didn't stick. It was moving a lot. And that was really cool to see. Um, I was really impressed with Tony Snell's defense. Um, That was pretty cool to see. I can't wait for Larry Nance Jr. to plug in there um, if we get into the play-in game and uh, and beyond. So, yeah, that, those are just a few thoughts that I had, but really I wanted to talk on the crowd and, and just, you know, we got to do better is, is all I'm saying is I know people got stuff to do and, you know, I'm bathing, I'm giving my daughter a bath right now while I'm talking to y'all and we got shit to do, but at the same time, we're trying to build something here. And so there's a proper way to act as a basketball fan and you don't just bounce because your team's doing well. That's more reason to stay. Um, but anyway, that's, that's all I got. And you know what, man? One of the reasons I, you know, I say things like it's going to take time is because, like, you know, this city is still, you know, it's still young in regards to this, um, this introduction to like a basketball team. Um, and throughout, right, the twenty years of Sutton, Michael, I see your hand as I'm coming to you. Um, you know, through this time, and we've had inconsistency, we've had drama, we've had players leave, star players leave, say crazy shit whatever we've been called all different types of names poverty franchises and and all different sports curse words that are that are associated with bad franchises while other teams have been been ignored so whether or not whether or not that's fair whatever the case may be like that's the game that's what we that's what we've had now meanwhile right the football team got this shit together but even before that even even outside of that they've been around a lot longer right so you know what I mean? Like like the Saints, even even when I was growing up and they weren't and for a period of time, they weren't very good. You still associated the Saints with New Orleans. The Pelican, you'd be like, oh, oh, OK, the Pelican. Like you would still see Saints gear all around. It's yeah, it's taking it's taking time. But I think 
I think when it's all like when it's all said and done, you get a level of consistency. You got the coach. You get things moving on. The superstar that will change pe- people's education of, uh, about right about basketball about how this works will you know will change. Saints games only happen. They they happen once a week. That ain't that you know for some people that's not that big of a you know of a uh, of an you know an investment to make. Basketball right, games right. every other night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people like I, I gotta get the hell out of here. I'm coming out here the next. I'm coming out here tomorrow. I mean, it could be for a different, a bunch of different reasons. I know we got to work on it, but Hank, Hank made a good point. You know, what I mean, when when Chris Paul was winning, when Chris Paul was out here leading the team, to fit, and people knew what to expect, and the expectations were, were of a certain level. The fans were there every night, and you could see it. They wouldn't, they'd stand up, and they still kind of do it now, right? They 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 wouldn't sit down to the first bat. Like it was different then. We continue to build that. We get them some faces, familiar faces, people, everybody around. I think it'll change, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with that. And, um, and you know, I, I'll say this. Like, I've been a New Orleans basketball fan my whole life. And I do think that the team, and I said this last time, is embracing the culture of the city. You're, you're hearing our music there. You know, it's embracing black culture which is what this city is. And, and I think it's beautiful. And I think that's going to take time to build. Cause I don't think that's something that was an emphasis for the team, but it's very clearly an emphasis for this front office. And so I think that's pretty cool. And I think that is going to help bring, um, bring the energy, but all, all I'll say is this, Chris, and everybody who's listening, um, you know, I have tickets. Sometimes I get blessed with tickets and I'm, I'm constantly like blasting out. If I can't go to a game, I'm actually happy to, try and just get Pels fans in the stands because that's the kind of energy that we need. You know what I mean? So much love to y'all. Appreciate you, Chris. And uh, talk to y'all next time. I'm going to just listen. Appreciate it, man. Hey, look, right. um, I'm going to pass it over to Michael, but um, if any of the people that's here want to want to pose a question, um, I like I run out of shit. Y'all, y'all up here. Y'all smart. Y'all watch the games. Whatever. Y'all, y'all pull up. Y'all got questions. Y'all want people to answer. Whatever. Yo, man, Hank, 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 you work the radio. You got a bicycle on your shirt, man. Like, you know, what I mean, cycle us on to some other shit, man. Y'all, y'all got some other questions that, that y'all want to pull up, pose or whatever. Charles, you got your hand up. Yo, man, I, I you know, I listen. I'll shut up. Y'all go ahead. Hey, I wanna I wanna first give a shout out to uh to five. Five and I go go way back. We oh that's Mike. Oh yeah, you're, you're Mike. Mike. Yep. We played oh. high school basketball together and I've Get been the fuck out of this, here. I've been listening to the spaces for a while and he gave me shit for not talking, so I had to jump in. But uh I just want to talk about kind of like the fan culture first and then I'll touch on something else. I've I've had season tickets since the team moved here in two thousand two. It it ebbs and flows. It has been fun, but this is the most encouraging. It's been in a long time. So I, my sister lives in San Francisco. I used to go to Warriors games back in like, back in the early 2000s, sitting in the lower bowl for like five bucks. That shit sucked. So it's like things ebb and flow. All it's going to take is a couple winning years and we'll be good. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Billy Heron Gomez. He's so underrated when it comes to the lineup right now. Like, while we don't have Zion, while we don't have Larry Nance. Everyone talks about Jax playing the four, and we get pissed off when he's not playing the four. But when Billy was out with COVID, we looked bad because Jax had to come in and back up uh, big big Jones Valanciunas, and he's not going to be able to get that time on the four. So, Billy, you hear AD talk about all the time. He's like the consummate professional. He comes in, he's ready to play. But more importantly – 
he gives that backup five minutes, those backup five minutes. And I know we don't have, we're not super deep that position, but I was just, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and kind of see what y'all thought about that because Billy is so underrated in so many ways, but if anything, he allows Jax to come in and play the four and give him the space to grow. So uh, that's all I got, but shout out to five for getting me up here, but uh, get the fuck out of here. You guys do. Told y'all. I, <laughs> I thought you made up somebody. Somebody you ran into a white Mike. I believe that shit. But, I'm yo. telling you, Mike, Mike a baller, Mike a hooper. Like I, I didn't see him with a lot of eyes up, bro. I'm telling you, I know he got Zion holding a, a, a pelican in his hand like he Jesus. I'm telling you, Mike, <laughs> Mike, the truth. Mike, 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 you still be hooping, man? Yeah, yeah. I need. I mean, shoot, the Pelicans needed to put me on a ten day so someone could hit a fucking three. But now that they got CJ, I'll uh, I'll just go play pickup somewhere. Where you go? Where you go hoop at? You tell me. I'm I'm always looking for games. I'm asking. I'm, I mean, I'm asking you when you when you go hoop. Where you go? You go to. You, I mean, cause I go. I'll I'll go play at the JCC sometimes. I'll play at Tulane. I'll play. I mean, anywhere anywhere there's a game, I'll go play. Anywhere anywhere is pickup. You saying you at? Yeah. You you tell me where to go. I'll be there. Michael yeah. Michael went some up in some running shoes. You hear me? In running shoes, I didn't seen it. I didn't seen it. I'm telling you, Chris. Five, Dude. five, like your manager, Mike. Mike, you, Mike, Mike, you might be somebody special, man. Listen, next time I'm in the city, we we pulling up the UNO. That's that's the only, that's the only place I go to hoop at. We going to UNO. We gonna ball out. Bring your running shoes. Bring your hooping shoes. Whatever you got. Bring your Zion wig and the Jesus Pelican and all that shit. And we gonna hoop. Um, we need vi- I, we need I, video I, I proof. We need video proof. One hundred. I'll, I'll roll up in Birkenstocks and and still still be draining threes. Ask five. Hey, hey, look, respectfully, I hope that's not the only thing you're rolling up. But anyway, hey, uh, Charles, Charles, pull up and pass it over to Wavy. You hear me? Word. Um, so I, I really just wanted to comment on the whole trade thing, um, because it's a question, Chris. You you've you've kind of posed a few times in the spaces, and I've been kind of pondering it, and with Trey. I really just think it's a situation where, yes, he is being compared to Jose and Herb. But when you look at the systems that all three of those guys came from, um, Josh um, or uh, Jose played part of a matchup zone um, at Georgia Tech under Josh Pashner, which really resembles um, man-to-man um, and the principles. Um uh, her played under Nate Jones or Nate Oates. Um, they use a gap man-to-man defense that also has um, NBA-level um, defensive principles. Uh, Trey played under Tony Bennett at Virginia only for a year now because he transferred from Rice. And that's more of a college-oriented defense, that pack line, um, where you are trying to eliminate teams that don't shoot the ball well. So his learning curve defensively isn't quite where it is from guys who played at four years under the same system. And I think that's the issue that he's had. Cause when I watch him, you can just see he's a little, he's a day late and a dollar short when it comes to like his defensive principles. That's the only reason I can think of uh, that would keep him off the court with his length and his size. And when you compare it to Josh, I'm sorry, I keep saying Josh, Jose and Herb, you know, to AD's point that he always liked to say, you know, growth isn't linear. But when he figures it out with his length, you know, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a really good front court once we get 
uh, Nance, and of course Zion back. A lot of a lot of versatility, but his his learning curve defensively is much much more steep than the rookies he came in with. You know, based on how they were taught in college. I'm sorry, uh, Charles. I was reading. Uh, <laughs> I was reading something uh, in the first thing I that. said was done. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I apologize, uh, Charles. We were we were passing on the wave. I ain't gonna lie to you. I missed like half of the end of that, and I know that's you good. Don't worry good about shit. it. I I know you were talking some great shit, man. I I apologize. It's, you blame Damn, that's blame Chaz, you, Charles. Blame Chaz. It's Chaz's fault. Uh, wavey, what's happening? But look, but look, y'all gotta y'all gotta keep this connecting thing going, man. You gotta. I'm gonna give it to you, and then you give it to Nathan. We can keep it going because yeah, if y'all ask each other questions, y'all community, uh, love each other, appreciate each other, all that shit. What's going on, pals, gang? That was a good one we had tonight. Chopped cheese getting better every game. I got a question for y'all. What y'all feel about the pals going after Tyreek Evans? I man, per, I agree with Everett earlier as far as you got. Jose seemed entitled to that last spot, but yo, Tyreek seemed like he would be the perfect player on this roster. Perfect man. point guard for us. I mean, like coming off the coming off the bench as one of those uh six, seven man, eight man, like just he's I, he he's what Najee thinks he is. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm saying. Trying. We already have Tyreek Jr. on the team. You can't bring Tyreek Jr. I gave up. I gave up. I gave up on Tyreek Jr. Nah, shit. I'll say we ain't we ain't seen Tyreek in two years, bro. Like, hey, don't tell him what that motherfucker look like right now. Like, I shit. Like, I just seen him cook Walt John Wall in the wreck. But I've been watching Najee for two years, and hey. Wait, 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 wait. Tyreek, the last we seen Tyreek, he did hoop. Wait, he did cook somebody else that we ain't seen in two years. Right, I was about to say, nigga, like, who? Yeah, he, he better than what we got at point guard right now. I guarantee that. Yeah, I don't know, bro. We ain't seen, we ain't nah. seen the man. Tyreek Hooper, dog. I, 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 I'm with, I'm with whatever, whatever y'all talking about. When come Tyreek, bring his ass back. I'm with it. I say, I say, get that man to Jose. Get that man to Jose, cause we already know everybody talking about bringing back Tyreek. We already know what the announcement gonna be. He gonna sign with the Lakers. So why we talk about it? Look. Probably, but you hey, know, man. they might be worried about him smoking out there. But I, I don't know. So that means he can't smoke out oh, here? Out there and not here. We going there, Chaz? We going there? <laughs> it's, 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 a lot, it's a lot more temptation out there. Chaz? The, the, the issue Are with we Tyreek, going there? Don't get political now. Are we going there when it comes to Mr. Tyreek Evans? Tell me. Look, Tyreek was wilding out here. Tyreek was oh. wilding out here. Oh, but yeah, yeah, oh, like, okay. Tyreek was on, wait, wait. Tyreek well, we was had, on like, Instagram in in the locker room liking pictures we, we, and shit. We, Tyreek we was wild. Like, we, had, we acting like we don't believe B.I.B. high after every post game, but we go ahead and talk about it like it's most temptation in California. Sir, we, <laughs> <laughs> you better stop that. You better stop that foolishness. I, I know I know nothing of sorts. That is our that is our franchise player and, and he's never um he's never he's never done anything that could that could question such. He carries himself like such. Um he just, he just uh, sleepy. He, he just he sleepy. sleepy. <laughs> that's it. He just sleepy. The brother, the brother needs a nap. Okay, that's okay. We all need naps every once in a while. And look, if you was if you was out there having to having to be the point guard and the best scorer, 
all every damn game, damn near for a full year, you probably need a nap too. So, um, any, any this nigga anyway, talk about new, he, in New Orleans, he ain't, he ain't gonna have no temptation. <laughs> okay. it, it, anyway, <laughs> anyway, James. Anyway, Nathan, Nathan, pull up, man. What's happening? Hey, you guys. Uh, appreciate the time here. Um, hey, first of all, that uh, that bi tonight. Did y'all hear when he was on the line and somebody started yelling, uh, "We miss you in L.A." And uh, I thought that was kind of strange. And I think there was a rebuttal. Somebody said something. I was on the other side where they said, like, you know, we love you in New Orleans, something like that. Anyway, but to respond uh, to uh, Hank earlier, I think he was on to something. And this is nothing new. But uh, it's obvious that they don't want to really play, you know, CJ and Graham at the same time. They start them. But then Hayes comes in, I think, eight minutes in. And then the first replacement for Hayes. Uh, or I'm sorry, first placement for CJ is then Graham. Hayes stays on. So I just wonder how long it is before we, you know, we really are full on about not playing uh, Graham and CJ at the same time. And maybe we're eventually looking at, at Snell playing a lot with Graham uh, just to con- condition ourselves to Nance coming back eventually and filling that full role, uh, you know, on the backup or in the starter. But it just seems like you can't play those two at the same time. And I'll put myself on mute here. Thanks, guys. Please tell me, anyone, please tell me, anyone, what scenario where you play those two big minutes in a playoff series, does that work? Please. I mean, I'm open to listening to it. I just – I don't – unless Graham is, like, shooting the lights out, like, like to the point where, like, you know, the team is going crazy trying to cover him, like you see in some instances in the playoffs when the guy is hot. Unless he's on that level, I, I just don't – unless y'all can come up with something to describe to me how that can be possibly successful moving forward. I'm here to listen. It won't be. There's no scenario where there'll be – no, it won't be. Because honestly – because sometimes I feel like I'm the only person that believes Z is going to come back this year. I really do believe he's coming back this year. That's just me. I could Hold be on, on a, a lone man on that island. That And I'll take that. That's fine. But at any point, given point, when he is back and they are playing, two out of the big three are going to be on the court together at pretty much all times. So it'll be either Zion and CJ, CJ and Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion and B.I. at one point. So those guys, uh, Jose or freaking Devontae or any of them, are always going to be like the third or fourth option at any given point. So it really wouldn't matter to me if you know what I'm saying. I don't think that at any point that, that when you put to me in a playoff series situation, if I got Devontae Graham out there, unless he's killing it, shooting the ball, I'm going to do what Spolstra just did. I'm going to do that every single time down the court ad nauseum and force you to screw up your defensive rotations and force you to switch and, and put you in a situation that you don't want to be in. So honestly, Look, there's a simple answer to this question. Devontae Graham starts shooting the light out, he back. He's good. Everybody can shut it up, hang it up. If he starts shooting the lights out, he good. But if he continues on this path where it's every two, three games, it's a good game. Every two, three, four games, it's a good game. That's going to impact us at some point in the season. It's already impacted us, but it's going to impact us. I I say this, because you you brought up playoffs. There's no scenario where it wouldn't be a mismatch no matter who we put out there because the guard play is in the West. 
So, like, ultimately, like, to me, I'm, like, to kind of, like, to every point, I'm really not concerned with that because you're going to get cooked regardless. It's like, think about, because think about who we'll end up facing if we do make the play-in, right, whether it's the seventh or the eighth seed. Like, right now, it's CP3 and Booker. Well, there you go. You get cooked at that point. And then the second <laughs> That's the second a barbecue one, almost. And, and then you got Ja and either Brooks or Bain or whatever it may be. Ja by himself is going to cook you. So, to me – like I don't care who out there. Like, it's, but but isn't it, isn't isn't it? But I, like I hear what you're saying. I don't disrespect what you're saying. I'm saying, but isn't there levels to this? Like, they're okay, the we, got, the, we got we got we got two level. we got two short defenders, but one is a really really good short defender. But think, and the other but is think, a terrible think, terrible short defender. But think about but think about. I mean, does that matter? But, but think about who, who think about. Okay, forget us. Think about if they face themselves. Like, if if uh the. Grizzlies face the Suns. There's gonna be back and forth between him and CP3. If if it's Mike Conley and and CP3, it's gonna be the same thing. Like there's no none of these guards. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph but, Curry but, but, in, but 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 that's my point. Like no matter no as great as the guards is there, they're still going. Those great guards are still going to have issues. But in those scenarios guards. that you mentioned, those other guards have intangible aspects to their that's game. Why, that's why that you if they're CB3, not, that's, that's if they're, why you if they're not, if they're not being dominated ball. offensively by the player, they're going to contribute in another fashion. You know, like CP3 might have 13 assists and five points in a game where he's successful. But you know, Devontae Graham is never going to have a game like that. Devontae Graham has to be six or seven, six or eight, seven or nine. Or, but even then, nothing. like there, but even then, like there's no scenario that we have currently on this team right now. Even if Zion come back, like let's okay, let's so say let's say it's CJ McCollum, Bi, Herb, Z- uh, Zion, and and JV. Like Herb is still going as good as he is. If we put him on whoever the best player is, whether it's CP3 or not, Herb is still going to have a problem with these because we talk about like the elite of mm-hmm. the elite. Like so, even that point. Like all you can do is really on when it comes to to your team is to make sure don't nobody else get off, and then you also make sure that you know whatever you're good at the best, whether it's Zion out there, he he cook it if he plays. Actually, right, so look, or, go ahead. Here, here's a thought. Here's a thought. Here's, here's a thought because because we don't know we don't know how this whole Devontae Graham thing will end. And I I mean I I agree with you. Hey, it's not it's not ideal. I don't think that's the way that it works, but. You got to believe in these, you know, in these coaches or in a coaching staff at some point to make these, to make these to make these adjustments. For example, when the Pelicans played Portland a few years ago, right? Now maybe it's more than a few years ago, but when they played them in the playoffs, I was like, "What the fuck?" They <laughs> at that time had been kicking our ass, and yep. that just that just was the reality. And then, and then CJ, like, now they had been playing better against them. We had no idea that they were gonna throw out that they were just gonna trap CJ the whole goddamn game. I'm mean, I'm sorry, not CJ Dame. They were gonna they were gonna trap Dame the whole the whole game half court. So as he like you know what I'm saying. So like the playoffs is a little different because what you might what you might think you see might be different from what you actually see. So I mean I'm with you. It's on them to make changes on the rotation, even if it's not necessarily with the starting lineup. Because I know that, I mean, we, you know, we also, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, Willie was a player. He might look at Devontae and say, damn, I I was Devontae Graham at one point. You know what I'm saying? We Like, we can't do anything about that element because it's a gift and a curse. It's one of the things that make you, you know, you know, to make you great to be able to give Herb Jones the opportunity or be able to stick with Jose Alvarado might be the same problem that end up putting you in spots to where you like, ah, 
I don't know if I'm feeling Trey right now, or I'm gonna continue to give Gary Temple run or Devontae Graham in the starting lineup. It's just it's it's a gift and a curse. The same things that's gonna make him say, oh, you know what, or make you say, yo, that's great, that's a good decision, might be the same thing to make you say, I don't understand what he's doing there. That's that's just how I see it. No, you you you're right in how you're looking. Look, man, Devontae Graham has been a pro in this league. He's been successful in this league. He had a most improved player in this league. So the opportunity, the ability to do more stuff has to be in there. It has to be within them, and hopefully the coaches are able to find that out or pull that out. So in games where he may struggle shooting, he can do different things and add to it. But I'm just, based on what we're seeing right now, I, I'm, I'm hoping that comes from somewhere, Chris. I mean, I'm hoping you're right with that. I'm hoping the coaches are, are trying to, you know, figure out something where he can do a little bit more. I, 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 I wish it was, I wish it felt more tangible at this point in the season, but I hear you on that. I'm not listen. I'm not here to argue with you. My when when I thought about it, the last thing I thought about was starting CJ and Devontae together. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just 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 on how how I view the game and knowing how it's at. I don't think, dog. I mean, it's the same problem that happened with Dame and CJ. I mean, across the across the the landscape of the league, bro. You don't win meaningful games with small backcourts. Yeah, with, with little backcourts. It's just it just players. doesn't yeah. work. Can't, like. It doesn't. The what Toronto won, but they had Kawhi and you know what I mean and Pascal like next to each other. It's just it takes a but different. I think, but but I think that's the that's the thing though. In this, like I don't. I think when people say that they forget that Dame and CJ were the best players. Like I don't think you win with the two best players being small guards. Whereas in this situation, they're your third and fourth. Well, I'm sorry, CJ is your second at the time. Your second best player and. Uh, Shoot, Devontae not even your fourth or fifth best player. No, you're then, right. That's one of the reasons. But James, why I no team. Could work. Nah, but to be fair, no team, no team wins that way, bro. Like, like, like you can't, you can't give me outside of outside of Toronto and re- since since fucking since the Pistons, since the bad boy Pistons, you don't win with back with with small backcourts. Whether they're your best player, or whatever, it's just it's Steph does not and work. Clay. What about Steph and who? Clay, Clay, Clay ain't small. Clay is six five six seven. But, but that, team, really? that team was all no, Clay, Clay, a big point shooting team. That was an entirely type of team. And even still, we talk about two different. of the greatest shooters of all time. So even that's what that small, made it. That's I mean, what made those two different. That they were the two greatest shooters of all time. That's the intangible that you put on top of what we're talking about to make two shorter players that successful. But because Hank, because the Hank's point, if if Devontae was shooting, if he was shooting well, we would not be having to discuss. If he was shooting like Clay Thompson, it wouldn't matter if he was five nine. Six, seven, four we, foot eight. We wouldn't. We care. would deal with his defensive deficiencies. That's see, what, that's what this game is about. It's about dealing with what you can do well and covering but, up for what they can't. can't, what but, the players can't, can't but, do but y'all can't tell me a situation whether the Devontae Graham is in a starting lineup or not, where we're going to have a good chance against any of these guards into the playoffs. Not currently. Like what lineup is really helping us in this but, scenario? Nah, but James. <laughs> But James, is, like, but James is deeper than that. It's deeper than that because here's why: when you play Miami, Miami, Miami has sets in which in which even if, even if like for example, you got you got Duncan Robinson's big ass. Now, meanwhile, for 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 somebody to be six foot seven, that motherfucker that that motherfucker be moving, all right? <laughs> like Duncan be in and out of spaces when it comes to moving, right? Even even with San Antonio, right? You. The reason that you that you end up getting fucked up, it may not always be because of the switch that you end up getting, but it's because of the the secondary aspect of that switch defensively, in which 
you end up having to pay one way. It's not about getting cooked one-on-one. It's about when you face teams that have multiple ways of beating you, right? You can't be you can't be everywhere at once. It against good teams, it puts a situation like Miami. It puts you in a spot to where too much pressure was on Herb because you got Kyle Lowry that may that may end up getting Devontae on the switch. You got CJ McCollum chasing Duncan Robinson. Okay, that puts everything on Herb to be able to stop Jimmy Butler, one of the better scorers in the game. It's just it's tough. No, I hit. I hit. No, no, I, I hit. And that, then he's hedging head. when he gets screened. Yeah. He's hedging, I, thinking about I, the player that he gave up. I hear that, but y'all. Okay, so hit, let me let me reiterate what I'm trying to say. I am looking at this team currently constructed, and uh, minus possibly Lance, Larry Nash Jr. coming back and being healthy. There's not a lineup to me that you're still not going to have that problem regardless currently as constructed. Like, even if Zion come back, Zion, we already know, even when he was slightly healthy, he wasn't a defensive type of person. So what What are we What are we going to do regardless? I think, I think Chris is saying you can do different things when you have a player that can do different things. But when you're bigger, I'm it's asking, not like – Tony Snell just is, being I'm longer asking. makes a difference. Being, being longer and being athletic – Makes a difference. Not saying you start him, but I'm just giving you. I'm giving you an example. We love Trey Murphy because okay, he can shoot right, or he's supposed to be able to shoot. He can rebound, gives you positive things. But the motherfucker also six nine with like a wingspan from fucking uh from fucking New Orleans all the way to Baton Rouge. Like I mean that that makes that makes a difference on top of being athletic. Now I'm not saying that that, that like listen great great player great great offense is gonna beat great defense nine times out of ten that's just how it works i'm not saying against that when you add zion the difference the difference in their james is that your offense is all is already it's like it's all world like overwhelming you know what i'm saying having zion bi and cj offensively creates creates problems for defenses that just simply overwhelming i guess just, I, you know I, what I guess, I'm saying? yeah i hear what y'all say i guess my thing is Y'all talk about like this, but I guess I worry about the playoffs when we get to the playoffs. Like at, at, at this point, whatever works is working right now, and then if it kills us in the playoffs, well, shit, nigga, we ain't we wasn't supposed to be there anyway. <laughs> so, so fuck it. Like I guess we just looking, we just projecting forward in our minds. I, 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 I hear you, right but, now. Even, but I hear you, but even look, even at at full strength, we're going to most likely end up playing either the Suns or the Grizzlies or or the Warriors, and. I understand we have a good winning percentage against the Grizzlies, but they still better than us, and most likely we probably gonna get sent home in six. So, so you want to start? So, so wait. So no, 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 no. I'm not, so wait. I'm not, I'm not, Do you want to start Devontae? Or you just giving an argument? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying no, to understand. No, I, I'm saying like I don't believe Devontae. If, if Zion ever comes back, I don't think that Devontae is even starting. Like this to me is a mutual. No, point. this team right now. I you, think. Well, I start... think. Well, right. Well, as of right now. Like, kind of chance like I said earlier like we've seen the three game sample size right now right now we're one and two the first two games that we played against was like one team was hot as hell and the other one's the best team in the east right now so I think that and then again we played a good team that what they won eight out of last ten with the same starting lineup and beat them and I'm just saying like to me it's it's I get everybody point I get the theory behind everything about bitching him I'm just saying that so far we haven't seen enough to say yes or no on either end Chris, I got a question for you since this kind of is going in circles. Um Hey, you, hey yeah, Evan, give it give it to Ryan. Give it to Ryan. We just we Ryan. We just put right, Ryan. Man, I'll give it to Ryan. Hey Ryan, so 
my qu- I've been thinking about this ever since Chris been on the CJ train. Do you think it's possible for CJ to be even better in New Orleans than he was in Portland because he's not in Dame's shadow no more? I would think so. I mean, he's not being asked exactly to do to be that be all number two, be all inward. Because you've got when Zion comes back, you've got Zion, Bi, and CJ. Any one of those those guys can be the number two. And the, num- and the number one, maybe except not for CJ. But I really think CJ could be even better based on his veteran presence and what he brings to the table, along with already having Zion B.I. and potentially bringing back Jonas. Um, but I actually, you know, good win tonight. Uh, hell of a win, probably one of the best wins of the year. Actually, my question was, and y'all are already kind of talking about it, so y'all have answered most of it, but, I'm, but I wanted to ask him if y'all remember you know, Dell Demps and that sunken cost fallacy. You sign a dude to a contract, we're going to play this dude and, you know, try to get some value out of it. Do you think there's any chance that Griff pulls the plug at all in the offseason? Or are we going to try and give, you know, Devontae Graham another shot next year? Um, anybody? Uh, anybody else? That's pretty that? good. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. I think it's going to depend on what he does for the remainder of this season. I mean, if he if he if he balls out at some point near the end of this season, he gets more consistent. He's hitting those five, six threes in the game. I think, yeah, there's definitely an opportunity because shooting is so valuable in this league. If you see an instant of it, if you see somebody on a three game hot streak, you're like, OK, we got to keep this guy because shooting is so important. So it's definitely is on Devontae Graham. And, I mean, not to belabor the point that we had in the last discussion, but basically the, the point is is that whether he starts, whether he doesn't start, he's going to have to do other things to stay on the court in a playoff scenario. And I just think moving forward, based on what the other intangibles, the other players in his position are showing the team. So at the end of the day, if Devontae Graham is shooting it, he'll be back. He'll be signed. If he's shooting it good, if he's not shooting it good, then I think that I think Griff does have to look at you know what we're talking about here. I, think, I completely agree. Completely agree. Good answer. I, Thank you. I think so. I don't. I don't want to be negative, but I think Graham is gone. Um, yeah, I don't think it really matters. I mean, he would have to shoot the ball like like Lonzo Ball. I'm kidding. Like Steph Curry. <laughs> um, and and even then, and even if he does that, he he's going to be on a mid level deal. And when you look at the salary cap, that the way it's rising over the next two years, he's actually going to end up being on a, a deal that's slightly less than the the MLE at the time, right? So it's an extremely movable deal. And if he does start shooting the ball, then hell, then we're just going to Josh Hart his ass and package him mm. and, and move up. You know, you can't overlook the size aspect of it. And the way that things have played out with Zion not being here, because that's who he was. He was brought in to be that volume shooter. I was just about to ask you that, Charles. What were they looking for if they can't do the things in which you're suggesting right now? What yeah, were they so looking for out of this player? You're going to have to pivot because, look, let's let's just let's think about it like this. Think about it in terms of this being Brandon Ingram's team, right? Because Zion is good enough to where you could put him in the way that he plays the game. Right. So you brought, you brought, you bring in CJ, right. Who's a smallish guard, right. You're going to have to get maneuver under the salary cap. You have to make a decision on Kyra. You're probably going to use the, uh, the, the, the non-taxpayer MLE this summer. You're probably looking at a wing 
uh, a veteran wing who you can bring in. And you're probably looking to package two of those mid-sized deals. Um, maybe it's Larry Nance. Maybe it's Devontae Graham. Um, it could even be uh, Jonas. And if this team shows you what you think you can get based on adding CJ to Brandon, you're going to go out and try to get a, a $20 million plus impact impact player who plays on the wing. And maybe you go out and you get your starting point guard, ideally someone with size, because you don't want to put CJ in a position he was just in where he's playing next to a minus defender. Ooh. And, and Graham is what Chaz 35% of Dame 22% of Dame. So you already know that's not going to work because it worked with the best bird. It didn't work with the best version of, of Devonte Graham. So he's so, done. So basically, basically what you're saying is, is that this is over. This is just window we have, dressing. We have up zero, in the asset. We don't basically. know what the fuck going to happen tomorrow. How can we say I'm just, I'm just asking speaking. a question, Chad. No, because, because here's the thing. All right. I get, I get the Jose love, right? And again, I'm, I'm a fan of Jose, but the reason Jose is so effective is because he's playing, he's also playing in short windows. If you make him, if he has to play this way for 32 minutes, you're go or 35 minutes, 38 minutes, you're going to see a different Jose. I'm not saying he isn't capable of that. What I'm saying is when you got an opportunity to go out there for five, six minutes and leave it all on the line, lay it all on the line, you can do that. Versus, Chaz, are you, Chaz, you know, Chaz, are you against visual evidence that shows no, the player I'm about, producing I'm about and playing context. well enough to give them an opportunity to play more? But here's no one saying, no one's here, saying just because he no, had, he didn't have an opportunity to be on the team at first. No, he no, had to but, do what he had to do just to have an opportunity to do what he's doing but, now. But, no, but, so now that he's doing what he's doing now, why don't you look at it the same way you looked at it when he wasn't doing shit? Because but, but this, that's not a real thing like the it's dude, not is it but no, that's what, a real what thing I'm, what, I'm, what, okay. I'm but saying, the... what i'm saying is you don't replace a guy who isn't starting caliber with another guy who isn't starting caliber even the if pro- that guy is playing in a manner that is moving your but, offense that is showing positivity yeah. in your offense y'all got but, you but, don't y'all do got anything. hank cussing you you you, you, you ignore you evidence know. congratulations you you ignore evidence no, there's there's context of evidence. There, there's context to shit. Just because if Jose came out tomorrow and, and made 10 three-pointers, I'm not going to say, oh, he's one of the best shooters in the league. I I'm not going to say that. I know. That's so, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not using one-game context. I'm using two-months context. That's what I'm using right now. He's playing against backup players. He's played against and, starters as well and looked good. He's played against taller defenders, uh, taller offensive players and looked good. I'm just trying to get to the bottom line of, are we going to ignore what we're seeing with our eyes for theories and, 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 and possibilities and, and, and maybes? But that's, and but that's, didn't he but just that's say, we don't know what's happening tomorrow. Did. Why are we trying right. to project? Yeah, that's you just did. You did the same thing about like. So do you mean we should cut him? We should already trade him. Now we don't know how the season's going in. All right, like, so that's look, the same thing. So look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a read y'all stat because I gotta, I gotta keep it moving. You know, what I mean, I know, I know some people in here got, got uh, other places to go, and so do I. It says here, <laughs> Devontae Graham has shot thirty-one point six percent from three since January first. Since the since in the year of two thousand twenty-two. This brother has shot thirty one percent from three. We know he's not giving you anything else. I'm not. I'm not here to, uh, you know, to tell y'all what what decision they should make. 
if you know if if them people who 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 as are as smart when it comes to the game, they could also be as stubborn when it comes to the game. But they know more about the game than I do, and they spend more time preparing and trying to figure it out. If they decide Devontae Graham is going to be the goddamn point guard, well, I'm going to believe that he's going to end up making shots at some point. And look, we know this shit's streaky. At some point, Devontae's going to get hot. You know what I mean? But it's fair. It is 100% fair, and this is what I tell Like, we all say that it's fair to say, yo, he has not been good. Even before CJ, you know, uh, got in here, he's had a rough time of things. Yeah, it's it's time to say he's you know, opened wonder, hey. the door for this argument. He's yeah. opened the door for this argument. Unfortunately, fair or not, fair or not, that's the truth. That's the truth, especially when you're trying to find as many flexible ways as you can put together to have Jackson play at the four and play big minutes at the four, right? And if you can do it starting, it's something that we all would like to see. Uh, Ty, Ty, uh, I don't want to get out of here without without getting you up here. Uh, some of these and a few other people. Ty, go ahead. All right, I just want to uh, go on the Devontae thing real quick. Um, I am known as a Devontae hater. I really just can't stand the guy. Um, I've literally made a meme within my own spaces. It's called Devontae time. It's when he decides to take a pull-up transition free with 20 seconds left for no reason at all. <laughs> that, that It's just so annoying to me. Like There has been so many times where I've really just wanted to punch my TV and be like, no, I can't stand him. But I've got an agenda to push here about Brandon Ingram. When I watch other players who are in the same category or who are seen out better as Brandon Ingram, like a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown and stuff, I ask them, do they play make like how Brandon Ingram does? I get it. They're both elite scorers. They're both Tatum's obviously a bad defender. But I don't see Jason Tatum making the plays which Brandon Ingram does on a day-to-day basis. Or I don't see Jalen Brown doing that. The only real forwards other than Ingram who I see making like plays like that consistently are Jimmy Butler and LeBron James. Like, I can't really, like, honestly, I can't name you another wing who can play like, play make like Ingram. Can anybody else? Well, Kevin Durant, obviously. Wait, I, what was the question? I said, do you, can you name another wing who is as good as Ingram who can play make at an elite level? What do you, what do you, okay, I mean, do you, do you still count LeBron James as a small Yeah, I said LeBron. I said other than I said other than LeBron and Butler. And um, I count, by the way, Charles, I count Durant as a forward. I mean, a forward. You know. okay. I mean, are, are we talking about someone someone who actually does it or someone who you know who has the potential? Because I think Brandon's situation kind of dictates that he has to do it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, for example, DeMar DeRozan's situation last year, like, it made him have to step up his ability, you know, passing the basketball. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know because I think situation kind of, like, when you get to a point to where B.I. has to be your point guard, right, at some point because you don't have the tools or enough tools in the backcourt to be able to have him play his natural position, that kind of plays a role. But but it's no it's no question that he's taken a step up. He's been a hell of a passer. He's been – you know what? You've seen this in flashes of B.I., even dating back to when, he, to when he was in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like there are times where other guys get hurt and B.I. was the point guard. It's there – I think now the difference is just that he's not turning the ball over as much. Like he's, he's the game is slowed down, and you know he's seeing the floor. Now, if you're telling me that this is going to be him, like even when the Zion comes back or when they continue to add other pieces around, that that's a different story. But I mean, right now, no. I mean, I don't think that there's you know there's that many. Giannis has moments. There, there, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of guys you can end up throwing to, but Giannis is a big. Uh, but wings, I you know I don't know. I, I, I agree. Passing the shit I agree with you to a certain right extent. Now. 
I agree with you to a certain extent because we saw Ingram in the same situation last year. But I just believe he's generally improved because we saw Point Ingram at one point. We saw Point Zion. And Ingram, you could tell that he really struggled running that point guard at times because he was turning over the ball a lot. He was being, looked like he was flustered, especially when it came into the clutch. I mean, as much as it hurts me, percentage wise, Brandon Ingram was like the top three worst plays in the clutch. It was terrible and it hurt a lot. But now to see Brandon Ingram just. It feels like the game just naturally comes to him. As when he's driving, it doesn't look like he's looking to score anymore. Like when I see Ingram drive, I know he's going to play make. The scoring just comes to him naturally. It's like, oh, they're going to they're gonna play too heavy on that roll. Brandon Ingram's just going to pull up for mid-range. Uh, you know I mean? And I, I think that, that that's a combination of just everything, just... Everything right now is slowing down for him to where he's making just the you know the best overall basketball player. Like like we were talking about her, we were talking about Jose. Like neither of those guys, they neither of them get out their body. Neither of them make they make the play that's supposed to be made. They're not there to make you know to make the mistake. But Brandon right. is in this weird bag right now to where he's he's making tough shots that nobody else on the floor has business making. Right, these turnover, you know, these fadeaway baseline shots in which are heavily contested, right? This is 2K. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be 98% heavily contested. But because it's BI, you know what I mean? Like, the bag he's in right now is going in, I think, similarly with his ability to pass the basketball and finding his, finding his teammates. So, I mean, I'm with you there. All right. Can I ask one more question for the room before, like, I leave? Because that's things to do. Um, do I you? About, I thought about a couple of trades for Devontae. Number one is to bring back Josh Hart because I've heard, like, I have um, a fellow Pelican, not Pelicans, a Blazers reporter, and apparently there's news saying that they don't want to keep Josh Hart, that he's only going to be there for one-year rental, and if I'm not mistaken, he's only on a partially guaranteed contract. How would you guys feel about that? And number two is a signing trade to the Indiana Pacers. It's for TJ Warren. I feel like, especially since he hasn't played in a couple years, he would be on a very cheap deal, maybe even a mid-level exception. And if we can get 14 to 16 points on 45 36 and 80 splits i think that's a massive w especially since like yes we have bench guys who you know what i mean they come off the bench and they just play amazing but we don't really have a solidified bench scorer and i feel like tj Warren would add that because we already have a lot of guards we have mccollum it looks like brandon ingram playing a bit of guard we have jose and i feel like people forget we also have kyra lewis on our bench he's you know he exists he's on our team so Having Devontae, I feel like it's just excessive, and we should go for a more consistent wing because we have wings, but they're not consistent. It's only Ingram and Herb who are like, yeah, they're going to play. Garrett Temple, I never want to see him play basketball again. Trey Murphy, he, you know, he's in and out. Um, Najee Marshall, he's meh. Tony Snell, we saw him play good, but we haven't seen him play proper basketball in how many years? Like, today was an anomaly, so... I feel like getting TJ Warren would solidify like a bench goal. We can rest Ingram, we can rest McCollum, and we can be like, hey, run lineups of Warren and Jonas, and I feel like we'd be fine with that. I I think you gotta you gotta find a way at this point not to get into uh Trey's development. Like you're gonna have to see what what you have there eventually. And I think if you add a guy like TJ Warren that gets that gets in the way there. This year is I mean, rookies go through this shit all the time, man, where it's rookies all across the floor. They don't. They take their lumps the first year, and they come back the second year and, and end up making something happen. But if you're in a situation like you can't add players that get in, because then you wasted a draft pick. And maybe and listen, maybe Herb and um, Alvarado allow you to do that, like how the Saints have drafted well in late rounds. I don't know, but I don't know if you can get 
I don't know if you can get in the way of Trey without having enough data actually on the floor. If, if all of it is because of other shit or because of attitude or maturity or whatever, that's not enough to say, all right, we gotta we're gonna add somebody the next year that's that's gonna get in the way of his of, of him playing. You gotta see what you got eventually, even if it's not this year. Okay. Hey, uh, hey Chris, you. I want okay. to say if uh from what he from what he was just asking a second ago that if uh, McCullum, if 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 if, De- if Devontae Graham gets kicked off this team and he bring back Josh Hart, <laughs> David Griffin is going to sign a ten year extension with Miss Gale or something like that. I, I mean, that's the type of shit that's going to go down. If he brings back Josh Hart next season after getting McCullum in this deal right here, I mean, that's going to be some wild shit right there. I, for whatever reason, I'm going to tell you guys, I do, I, I, I would not be surprised if something crazy like that happened. Josh, wow. Josh loved, Josh, Josh loved being in New Orleans, and he loved, he loved, he loved Willie Green. I'm and looking I, forward I, to it yeah, now. I mean, yeah. you can put this in my mind no, now. I, I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I mean, he's going to. I don't know the, I, I don't know how it's going to end. I mean, he's going to want some long range security. I don't know if the Pelicans are going to have to after the year that he has. I don't know if they're going to be able to pay him like what he what he deserves. But hey, I, Chris, that's a gangster I'm move. Not against that's that. a gangster Roman, move up? if that if that happens. I, I I put it I put it out in into the to the atmosphere the other day that Josh Hart will be on this team during the championship run. Like he uh, like I have no doubt in my mind that he is coming back. Like he loved being here. He loved playing for this team. Like he's coming back for sure. I I, I mean, look if that's if if you were able to manifest it, man. I mean, uh, hopefully. Hopefully it happens, man. But I, I just on his on his love for Willie Green alone, the city and what the, and what the team is trying to do. Uh, I, I, I don't. I would not be surprised. Typically, I'm, I'm always against shit like that. Like team trades a guy, they release a guy, whatever, and he comes back. I would not. I don't know if that's necessarily out of the question uh, when it comes to Josh. But I just don't think at the end of the day that, that they're going to be able to necessarily pay him what he's going to be worth. I think somebody's going to overpay for Josh, right? Whether that's yeah. you know, what I mean that that's probably the reality. But yeah, I mean, at some point, could I see that? Could I see that being a, maybe absolutely because he because he really loved he loved being a part of what this team was doing. But right. Josh is playing so well individually right now; he's improved his game. He deserves to get paid and being be oh, in absolutely, role, you know, yeah. room for no on that train, Chris. Room for no on that train. Yeah, I just don't know what the fuck. I don't know, man. No, I might not be in the league, dog. Like that's. <laughs> No, I thought no was a good. But when I said it, when I said it, I was tripping. But no, but no, 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 that ain't fair, Chaz. Because I thought, I thought no, if no was in Portland, he would have been playing. But I didn't know he was gonna be sitting behind fucking who? Who on this team? I don't know who the hell. It's somebody that I gotta do some research on. The kill played four minutes today. I ain't know he was gonna be in that type of hell. Hey, Chris. I don't know much about Trent Forrest. If y'all if y'all know who Trent Forrest is, I don't know. But Trent Forrest got in the queue in the you know on the bench. I don't know much about him. I I just don't. But outside of that, yeah, I, I didn't know it was gonna be this bad. He's he's not playing unless somebody gets hurt, and that 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 hurts my heart. But I still believe in the kill, man. Chris, Chris, can I jump in? Sure. Um. We won by thirty tonight, motherfuckers. Like y'all, y'all, y'all been down. Like we, we, we've been like, 
we've been like somber, like talking about trades and shit, and who we gonna bring in. Like we won by thirty, motherfuckers. Like, why, why aren't we like, like, like hype? Roman, like, why aren't we like I mean, in this motherfucker? Roman, like talking we're bad shit. Basketball fans. You know why? All right. No, we no, beat but down. anyway, anyway, let me let me. We saving it for tomorrow. If they let, beat, let, if they beat Memphis, Roman, it's, uh, it's up. <laughs> I promise you, it's up. No, I'm absolutely. I promise you, it's like you had let me, back. To, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let, go ahead. Let, let me let me tell you this: the starting five with with or without Zion does not need a point guard. CJ and Bi can both create and pass well enough that we don't need to worry about who the point guard is. We don't even need another point. We need to be starting either Jax or Trey. It, it not not CJ and Devontae. We need to be starting CJ, B.I., you know, uh, Herb, Jax, and Val, or uh, Herb, Trey, and Val. Like, we don't need to work. Like if we have if we have Devonte and Jose coming off the bench, like I feel great about that fucking situation. Like if Jose and DG are running the bench, like oh my god, like I feel like that bench could dominate because there's so much energy there and there's so much potential there. But I, I'm not I'm not thinking about those guys when it comes to starting. Um and and being starting or closing uh, games, the, those guys are those guys are you know mid quarters those kinds of things. Like the the starting lineup doesn't need a point guard when you have the kind of creation that 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 CJ and Bi have, and when Zion you know when Zion comes back, his own creation. Like you you think about the ability. There, there, there was a what stuck out to me tonight. I think it was in the third quarter. It was back to back offensive possessions. Bi, he came to the right, uh, the right elbow like he normally does. Calls to the clear out. He does his thing. You know, dribble, sidestep, swish, scores over his guy. The next possession down for the Pelicans. CJ did the same goddamn thing. He went right elbow, called for the clear out, went sidestep, and swished it. And it's just, in my mind, I'm trying to think of, you know, when we had that ability for two guys to go down and be able to do that kind of thing, you know, when, when, you know, AD was always kind of the assisted you know, AD was always on assists. Drew, Drew could create. You know, Drew could get his shot wherever he wanted. But you know, two guys coming down back to back possessions, calling ISO on the right hip and and drilling their shot. It was just we don't need a point guard. I, I, I and you know what, Roman? I, I don't think I don't think that you're wrong. I think I think you have enough. You're gonna have you have enough offensive flexibility now. If if you if any of you I, there's a there's a pin tweet up there it says Ingram alerts go look at how <laughs> go look at what they're doing to Brandon Ingram here there bi bi is playing so or, or or it's just the scheme it's what you're it's what you're being taught or tagged to do right now okay 
Now, the motherfucker that's next to, to, next to CJ McCollum told you already, since January 1st, shooting 31%. So he ain't the issue. But CJ McCollum is wide the fuck open there. Like, mm-hmm. you got to make those decisions game in and game out. Even if it's not CJ, they blitzing him at the, at the top of the key. So that's why, yo, it's not, this ain't about a Josh Hart thing. This ain't no... This ain't no disrespect right. against none of these motherfuckers. They just they don't acquire the same attention that these two dudes do. Five, your hand was up for a while anyway, bro. What's happening? No, I was going to tell you, even in this picture, Devontae Graham made that three. That was a swing to CJ, and he swung it to <laughs> G. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, y'all were talking about uh, possibly trading Devontae. I mean, I get it. It seems like he's expendable. You know what I'm saying? He's shooting 31%. But hence why, like, even before we got on this train or, like, right after Nog got traded, like, he has to be able to do more than just shoot. Like, he can't just be one-dimensional, especially at especially shooting 31%. Like, he has to be able to do something else outside of just shooting. And, again, I'm not trying to harp on it. Like, if he doesn't, then we're back in the same fucking predicament. Like, but got if he's – Go ahead. It, if he's on second team, still, the, still, if the, I mean the defense. Uh, still, if he's still shooting thirty-one percent, even with the second team, it's actually even worse. Like he can't just be a shooter, you know. Even looking at Jose, right? That's, and I think that's why we're so enamored with Jose. Like he, he being able to just drive and get a finish. It, right. Even even if he misses, it's still a good play because it's it's not just something, uh, not just a, a a three at the end of a shot clock like Devontae loves to take, or he doesn't just hold the ball when he catches it when somebody swings it to him like he doesn't know what to do. Like he has to be able to do something else outside of just shooting the basketball. Like he has to figure out to figure out a way to gain rhythm without just shooting. If he can try to get to the line and get an easy free throw, like that can open him up so much more. But he he's a type to shoot himself in the rhythm and shoot himself out of it. Like that that's an issue for me. Ty. Or no, I'm sorry. DJ. <laughs> yeah, also, gotta, I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Y'all y'all be cool. I'm about to go get some coochie. Y'all y'all be cool, bro. Was that was that was that was that necessary? Did, did yeah, you have man, to... yeah, it's it's almost it's almost, you know, almost that time, bro. Was that was that was that necessary? Did you have to because, yeah, because because there's a group of people that's not that's not getting getting such uh, sexual pleasures tonight, hey, bro, And for you, you to for you to I'm sit on that motherfucker, I, I take offense. That's bro, fucked up, man. It's Chris, you know, you know, you know, you're thinking the same thing, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I'm about to close this out now, but I won't go sit on all the people that's in here and some people that's not that you know that's gonna end their night lonely, man, by themselves. That's fucked up, five. Hey, life, life is messed up, bro. Life is like you all, we all have our ups and downs. You gotta, you gotta fight through. You know what hey, I'm saying? Man. Everybody, wrap it up. Be safe, man. Y'all be cool, wrap, bro. Get, get out. Get out. Todd, what's up, man? No, uh, we, we about to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bit much. Uh, nah, man. <laughs> Todd, man. Pull us out. <laughs> Shout out to Sports Drink. Shout, Shout out to Sports Drink, man. Yo, hey, look, man. We Good luck, guys. And all that, dog. <laughs> That's basically what that was about. That was that was an ad for Safe Sex Sports Drink. We ain't even on that, man. Ty, uh, Ty what's <laughs> nah, Good luck, Todd. Now we're just, just harping on, uh, just adding on to what somebody was. I'm not sure who it was, but somebody was talking about Jose earlier and saying how 
Jose can come in and do his thing because he's really not playing a whole lot of minutes. So he can come in and go 100% and go full on out. So I decided to go take a look and check out what Jose's minutes has been looking like. So for the past two months,